This is college football at its absolute best. Yeah, they had us the first half, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh! I love it, baby! Them orange britches! Something about them orange britches! Ball hit high in the air in the right field, going back to Sayre, and Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. Just McGrath for the win. He got it. If you don't like college football, and you watch this one, I'm not sure what your problem is. Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into More Important Issues. It is Thursday, August 3rd. The Tennessee Volunteers are now 4-0. I can't even remember how many games we rewatched and just beat Florida for the first time in uh, six years, I believe. So welcome to our 2022 rewatch. Of course, fall camp, but real football is... I, I guess real football's here. Um, we get excited for it. I hope you guys are too. So we're going to talk a little fall camp too. Don't worry. Yeah, fall camp is here. Um, for, I guess, college players, fall camp sucks. Uh, if we're being honest, <laughs> fall camp absolutely sucks. Um, but it is kind of where you, you know, separate the, the guys from the boys. And, uh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to see the freshmen. I mean, that's always a big topic talking point with fall camp is what do the freshmen look like? What does the freshman quarterback look like more specifically? Um, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Tennessee's 30 days away from uh, going and, and beating the crap out of a terrible Virginia team. So can't wait. Yeah, um, I like how you just said that, that fall camp sucks. And I, I mean, I've never gone through a college one. It's got it's. There's almost an element when we did it in high school, which they, they don't do those anymore, which we actually talk about later in the show. Yeah. Um, but there's almost an element of like when you got done with it, it was kind of fun because you're just like with your best friends for a week. Yeah, uh, it's not like college, that. Yeah, college, college is just <laughs> no, college it's, is it's just, all day long. Literally, my freshman year, me and my roommate like laid in our beds and cried one night. Like, right, and like that's and then also if you're in summer classes, um, like a few Tennessee football players, you may have to leave practice to go to class, which just makes it exponentially worse. I would rather be in class, I think. Right, but you had to do both. You have to do both. That's right. where it builds right. and sucks. So, um, yeah, not the most fun time of year, um, for them, but uh, but for us, it's for us, great. man. <laughs> back. We're, we're in it. People are in pads. Like, yeah, I can I can hear them popping. You can smell the grass, maybe, mm -hmm. or the turf, because that's where they've been the whole time. Especially, God, that weather today sucked. Yep, I was yep. supposed to mow, so that that did push that off, which is nice. But also, I've waited too long to mow, so it just kind of made it worse. I, I love know. that I'm we're talking about the weather right now. It's very old man of us, but for sure, I mean that's what we do. Yeah. We're, we are getting old. I, I've heard it a million times. Um, <laughs> so we are we are officially getting old. Uh, man, this hat is – I haven't worn this hat since shaving my head. I'm, I can feel it on my head. It's weird. Um, I like that. I don't know. Do you, you want to show the – No, no. no I'll do another night. It needs to be cut again. I had to order a new okay. uh, beard trimmer because um, my hair clippers aren't short enough for it. And I have not been bold enough to just go razor yet. So 
no, not not ready. Bold enough or bald enough? <laughs> I'm bald enough for sure. <laughs> not bold enough. Not bold enough. Um, but yeah, we we we're gonna recap that that Florida game. It is just as like gut wrenching and anxiety producing as as watching it live the first time. Mm-hmm. I haven't done a full rewatch. I don't know if you have. I've not. I've, that's my first time rewatching the Florida game in its entirety. I think I've done it one other time. Okay. So both that's, were not like <laughs> both are not great. Actually, not, all three. Like the first it, time, I, it's not enjoyable. Yeah. Well, there's there's parts of it that are enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. But like, yeah, it, it's like whole, the relief. It's a relief feeling. You do get the same relief feeling as you did live. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There, like, part oh, of God, me. Thank God that's over. Part of me on that uh, onside kick recovery, I was still like. Of course, like I've seen this story a million times. Yeah, even though I knew that they couldn't advance the ball, I still was like, "Oh God, he's gone." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a touchdown. Yes, they're going to rewrite Some, the rule somehow. Yes, they're going to rewrite the rule book right now. Um, but yeah, we're, it's a all in all, like, there are fun parts to rewatch. So I, I can't wait to talk about it all. I can't. I kind of it's kind of fun to be mad sometimes. So um, for anybody that's just like you guys are Josh Heupel, um Riders, uh, I've got a complaint for Josh Eiple in this, so we're good. Yeah, sure. Don't worry. Um, we've also got do what constructive criticism. He's not perfect. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. If he, if he was perfect, I mean, we'd already win a national championship. You know, we got to work to get there. We could do that if he wanted to. Like, we, I'd be okay ride, with that. Baby. I'd be okay with riding to to a natty though. Oh, if yeah. that's what he's feeling. Well, well th- we're riding to it. We just haven't got to that point yet. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. We like road trips. Yeah. Um, you do. <laughs> for sure. Uh, we also have a really uh, special guest on. I feel like we, you guys are like, you overuse that word, but I, I've been serious, dead serious about all of them, but especially serious about the last two. It's South Knoxville week on the pod, baby. Yeah. We had uh, Josh Lay, who's a South Knox OG, and then uh, Paul Shelton, who is the head coach now at South Doyle and is sec- about to start his second year. And, um, I mean, as a person who like values this community, dude, fired up. Yeah. We, we went in person <clears throat> in the facility. So that, that was cool to be back in, um, where we kind of started our, uh, football journey maybe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are. Hey baby, Billy K nicely built the, built these. these yeah. We're right so here. good at football. <laughs> we end up podcasting. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's a that's a cool one. So we'll we'll get to that here later on. And then if you got any questions, go ahead and drop them in the chat. If you catch us babbling and not answering right away, be patient. Did you hear? I just had like I listed off forty five things before that. So be patient. We'll get to the questions unless they pertain to what we're talking about. Um, but we'll get to them. I promise. Prince Harris, go big orange, baby. That's a cool name, Prince Harris. Is that your real name? It's on Facebook, probably. Um, before we get into the podcast, though, I do want to tell you guys about our good friends at Underdog. Underdog is Knoxville's best sports collectible store with a wide selection of UT cards, autographs, and memorabilia. Whether you're looking for a Peyton Manning autographed helmet or the most recent Topps baseball card release, you'll find it at Underdog. The shop is owned by UT graduates and proudly sports UT sports by hosting NIL events throughout the year. Stop by the 640 Plaza at 4452 Western Avenue in Knoxville, Tennessee. They're open six days a week with live YouTube shows three nights per week. It's near a Little Caesars, maybe near a Domino's. Go find them. Remember to always bet on the under underdog. Shout out to Underdog Collectibles. Do it. God, I almost had that Addery perfect. I stumbled over my words at the end. What are you going to do? Yeah, we'll get there. This is our fall cam too. Yeah, we're just building. I mean, we are pretty much on two days right now. I'm pretty tired. I'm 
body's hurting a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. It is what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, so let's get in. Let's set the mood. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Context. I always forget about context. I'm glad you yeah. remember. Yeah. Let, let's, let's set the mood. So top 25 matchup, Tennessee's number 11, Florida's number 20. Um, the only reason why they probably were 20 is because they beat Utah. Um, the week a, before. It, I mean, in a thrilling in a shootout, match yeah. too, man. Yeah. Um, sell our crowd. 101-915, um, how many people were in the stands? Checker Nealon. Checker Nealon was 1-4 going into this game. 2-4 and four now. And that's that's big. Cause I, I, I do love Checker Nealon. It, it's such a cool thing. It, it just yeah. sucks that we do it for big games. And, and it's not a Butch Jones thing. It's yeah. not – he – it was not his idea. Mm-hmm. Don't, do not let the person that was here that sucked tarnish something so gorgeous and fan-driven. Yeah. So 3.30, CBS, September 24, 2022, um, Gary Danielson. God, I mean, he don't know where he's at. I mean, he's basically, no offense to, you know, the GOAT Lee Corso, but, I mean, that that performance was very – like, I feel like I saw the same person on game day that morning, and then I saw <laughs> Gary Dan- – or I heard Gary, Gary Danielson in this rewatch, and – uh yeah, he thought uh, Jimmy Holiday was suspended for the first half, but he returned like three kicks. So, to be fair, I feel like the Jimmys are easy to. Easy yeah, to I mean, up. but yeah, still uh, as a there guy should only be one Jimmy game. on the roster. I feel like that's <laughs> as a, a guy that's name. That's well, you do have Jimmy Callaway, Jimmy Holiday. They play the same position. Um, but as a guy that that's from like a standpoint of someone in the stands, not from the guy that should have, you know, that's been in meetings all week and production meetings. He should probably know. Sure. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you mentioned College Game Day because this is Tennessee's College Game Day's first appearance in Knoxville. Would not be their last. Would not. We'll get to that, though. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We are. Um, but Florida has won uh, 16 of the last 17 in this game, and then we have lost five in a row. So, didn't make it six, got the win. I think Tennessee should have – Dog stomp Florida. Just rewatching this back, it was like yeah. we just kind of scored at will. Um, and there was just times at the beginning of the game we just kind of shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah, no, it felt – and then, I mean, especially at the end of the game, um, a little bit of like Florida crawling back in, like making big plays, crawling back into it. But also some of like going back and shooting yourself in the foot, like defense is like so close to making a play and they can't finish it. Like they can't – they're not making their breaks on guys. They can't make tackles. Um that's early in the game. The one I'm thinking of the touchdown that, um, who was it? Ran over Travion Flowers. Kamal Haddon tries to strip him instead of just bringing it like that. Well, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, a lot of shooting themselves in the foot, and, and I, I I will give credit to Anthony Richardson. I mean, I thought yeah, the defense helped him, but he also made some plays. He didn't get sacked for the first time until late in the fourth quarter. I believe I have that written down. Yeah, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter was his first sack. That was not the first time he was touched. wasn't the first time he was almost brought down. Like he did a good job of of extending plays. He did a good job of making plays. Um, so also, Florida is able to stay in it because they get a all world day from their quarterback. Tell me if you've heard that story before about a ten a quarterback Tennessee's played. I mean, he played really well. Yeah, he was the whole their whole team. And mm-hmm. he was going to either run the ball or throw the ball. Like there was no, there was nothing else kind of going on. Um, Billy Napier was going to win on the back of Anthony Richardson. Um, yeah. and, and credit to Billy Napier too for just saying we're going to make this defense make plays. Um, 
going for it on fourth down. They did it twice in the first drive. Tennessee did make a stop on the first drive, which is, I mean, ended up being huge. Well, sort of. Um, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, for sure, ended up being huge. But yeah, I mean, went for it five times total. Um, converted, they convert five, sorry, six times total and converted five of them. Yeah. I mean, that's just, no team was probably going to do that even against Tennessee's defense. Um, and Florida certainly did not do that the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, I guess we kind of set up LSU for failure. You know, we kind of yeah, beat yeah. Florida they, giving up all those fourth downs and LSU thought they could do it and we stuffed them and then they ended up getting steamrolled. Yeah. Well, and, and to like, to that credit, like Florida did it in most of the time in situations where like they couldn't have gotten points. Mm-hmm. LSU came right out of the gate and gave up points for it. And what are you doing? Um, which I, and I mean, I, I don't want to jump ahead of myself too much here, but I'm going to go ahead and do it since we're talking about going forward on fourth down Tennessee's last drive, the, their, their last two drives, they did a really good job of milking the clock, moving the chains, making things kind of, I mean, they, they didn't obviously lose their sense of identity, but Tennessee's identity, Every game we watch this year, we've talked about how fast they're going to snap the ball. That's not what they did on the last two drives, and they were able to use a lot of clock. Just kick the field goal there, though. You go up 14 if you make it. It's not a gimme field goal, but it's 48 yards, very doable for Chase McGrath. Uh, it was from the center of the field. Um, if you miss it, you're in the same position as if you don't convert the fourth down. But you also have the chance to score on that play, whereas you're probably you're trying to get the first down there. You weren't going to score on that next play, on that fourth down. Just kick it. Take the points. You're up 14. That's two scores and an extra point. Two scores, two extra points. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you in that moment. Looking back, I'm saying don't kick it because I, I think if, you know, if he used a little bit more leg in this kick, I don't know if he makes that Alabama. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, leave a little uh, tread on the tires for the kicker. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I remember thinking it in the moment, kick this field. I've forgotten how mad I got about it. But, you know, it's different if that field goal puts you up 11. Yeah. Then I'm probably – yeah, you know, but to go up 14, that's big in that moment because Florida – if I'm Florida, I'm I'm kicking my field goal. Uh, well, probably not down 11. Down 10 I would have. Um, but if I'm Florida, I'm probably going to kick my field goal the moment I'm in field goal range and give my offense as much time as possible to score. Whereas they – Obviously, missed a two-point conversion. Makes it a little more complicated. Um, but yeah, I just thought it made it easier on Florida, which they still had to do a lot, that onside kick recovery, all that. But sorry, I, I didn't mean to get ahead of myself. That's my criticism for Josh Heupel, but we were talking about fourth down conversions. So, Yeah, um, I mean, that it wasn't great. I, I thought the this is where we were like, man, our defensive backs are horrible. Um, I mean, everybody's just wide open. And it wasn't like any of those guys were good receivers. I mean, the, the perfect example is on that first touchdown. Florida hadn't thrown a touchdown all year. Yeah. And we just literally let a guy just run over us two or three times and then, you know, just skip his way to the end zone. Um, yeah, I said Anthony Richardson played really well. That play had nothing to do, I mean, really with Anthony Richardson. Yeah. He did have 20 incompletions, which is a lot. It is, but they also, like every team Tennessee's played this year, they yeah. threw the ball a lot, which I think goes back into a lot of people want to criticize the offense for the defense's letdowns. Um, people think the defense would be better, but part of I mean, part of the good thing is, and and what it, I mean, you saw it in this Florida game when Tennessee was able to jump out to a lead. When you make teams play from behind, they have to maybe play things that are a little bit un, uncharacteristic. I'm sure they didn't want to run it with Trevor Etienne only nine times. Yeah, 
And so you're making, you're making them do something that's uncomfortable. And at the end of the day, it worked out mm-hmm. and making, making them, like you said, he, Anthony Richardson's not going to throw for 20, not because he's super accurate. He's not going to have the opportunity to throw 20 incompletions a lot during, you know, while he's at Florida. Yeah. So it is a, sure. It's not there. there, there I'm sure there's some takeaways that, that aren't good for the defense, but you also put the offense in situations where they have to go and try to make plays. And that does help the defense. Um, I mean, Kamal hadn't had an interception for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah. Um, man. <laughs> what a what a guy he was in this game. Um, yeah, I, mean, I apologize for whatever I said about him after this game. Um, uh, hopefully, he makes up for it this year. I've already no, I've already yeah, I've already on the rewatch of this game. I had some things to say in, in a text <laughs> message chain, so don't worry. But to start this game, it was a tough go for the the tight ends. Prince yeah. of Fant fumbles. Jacob Warren has a third a third down catch and and just kind of drops it. And Princeton uh, fans fumble, man. I, what a play! Similar to Amari Thomas's play. Like, what are you gonna do? Oh yeah, but hang on to the football. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, this guy Mike Tyson punched the ball. I mean, just perfectly. He found the sweet spot. Yeah, you, you know what happens when you uh, fumble the the football and remember the Titans. <laughs> I mean, that's what should have happened. Um, but but he did have kind of a makeup game game after that. Had, had some good catches um, down the stretch. Um, Jacob Warren struggled a little bit. There was that kind of miss throw from Hendon to Jacob Warren. It looks like Jacob Warren was stopped, and Hendon thought he was just going to keep like drifting toward him and didn't. Um, and that was a big. I think that was a big third down play that was missed. Um, I don't think they had a bad game. They had some bad plays. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm but as a tight end, like in this offense, you have to make the most of your opportunities. And I, agree. I don't I don't think they did at the first of the game. No, for sure. But um, you also had that big wheel route. I mean, I know he's left the butt naked open, but Jacob Warren had that big wheel route that that's true. Yeah, was big on that, that drive. Mm-hmm. That was right after the fumble, I believe, in the fourth Yeah. Quarter. But I mean, man, what an atmosphere. Drive. I mean, like listening to it, like just on YouTube, it was super loud. Um, everybody was into it. I mean, every third down. I guess props to Anthony Richardson for, first of all, like coming in there and, you know, dealing with that environment, but then, you know, having what do you have, like over 500 yards of total offense. Oh, yeah. He had 490-something throwing, 453 throwing and 62 rushing. Yeah, he almost had like 600 by himself. Yeah. Yeah, no, he had a day. It is funny. You talk about the environment. It did cause some some timeouts. Um I mean, Billy Napier, I don't know if he can handle it. He got riled up a lot. He did get a 15-yard penalty. That ended up being meaningless because they didn't rule Jabari Small was in the end zone. He was very obviously in the end zone on that play. Yeah, that was a terrible call. And they got it. They reviewed it for five minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, absolutely terrible. Um, So, yeah, Billy Napier can't handle it. Um, You also have a couple. What a a drive to end the second half. Oh, I mean, I think I think that's the biggest thing for me in this game. I don't think Tennessee played a complete game, but their offensive drives, um, they had really, really good offensive drives come at critical moments. After that fumble in the fourth quarter, going into halftime, coming out of halftime, just very, very, um, I mean, machine-like critical drives. And, and so like that, we talked about the turning point, like when it would come. I was like, I, don't, I really can't, I didn't, hadn't looked at the stat yet for Florida. I probably would have guessed Florida. But I was like, I don't know when Hendon Hooker really turned it on. It's this game. 
very clearly yeah. this game. And, you know, you gave kind of Josh Hype a little bit of criticism. I mean, you got to give him props for yeah. that drive and how he can control the clock. I mean, you score with seven seconds left. You don't give yeah. Florida any time because, I mean, as Vol fans know and, and those who suffer from that battered Vol <laughs> syndrome, like we all thought, you know, no, no time is the best time. We didn't all think it. Don't, I will. It will not be forgotten by this guy that – a hundred thousand or so. I, I don't know the number. I certainly didn't join in, so it wasn't a full crowd join in. The Gator Chomp came way too early, guys. Way too early. Yeah. It's a good memory to look back on, but way too early. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely. Everybody thought that that hell mary that they threw was going to be caught. Yeah, for sure, a hundred percent by by a Florida player in the end zone, <laughs> not by a Tennessee player. <laughs> yeah, not by a Tennessee player at like the seven, and he had the wherewithal to go down. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, no, it definitely came. That Gator Chomp was not um, super friendly to me. I was, I was like, that's it. That's how that that determined the game right there. Came, yep. it came with like a minute something left. They or now I guess it. I'm trying to remember when it came. I should have wrote it down. The what? The Gator Chomp. I think it came right before the fourth down, didn't it? Came at that timeout. Tennessee called a timeout, and I think that's when it came. So about a minute fifteen left in the game. Yeah, I mean, Which as a Tennessee fan, you know it's not – you know a 10-11-point lead isn't safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like you, you mentioned kind of the end of the game where they're kind of burning clock. I don't necessarily disagree that it was it was good for them to do that, but I did think it was very predictable play calling. And I, I feel like if you just let Hinn and Hooker keep it one time, it's a first down it's a ball game. Yeah, I don't I don't like that sometimes in Tennessee's um, – when they when they go to that slow the offense down, it, it doesn't feel like it's it's Josh Heupel's best play calling mm-hmm. in those scenarios. Um, I definitely don't like that. But I, I mean, even that drive, they were not in a hurry um, to go up after that fumble, after the Amari Thomas fumble, and they milked a ton of clock. Let me see what that drive ended up being. And there was, you know, they slowed it down at the line of scrimmage a lot. And I feel like if you like you said, if you just run a drive like that. Yes, like your your intention shouldn't be to milk the clock. Yeah, um, go score, man. Yeah, especially yeah, got, this offense. When your thing is to go fast, just go score more points. Right, that's they, how you they, milk the clock. You score more points. Yeah, they had a four and a half minute drive. Uh, Jalen Hyatt's or Jalen Hyatt's, Jalen Wright's Gator Killer move was a, oh, was a four was... and a half. It was nasty. Four and a half minute drive. Like that's Tennessee's uh, longest drive before that was three minutes. Yeah, so. You know, that's not going to be typical of Tennessee. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's – but I think if you go back to that drive, there's some great play calling. I mean, for instance, you had Jacob Warren butt naked on a wheel route. Um, Rue McCoy was butt naked. Yep. And so, like, I feel like, yes, you can you can have both, but I, I didn't necessarily – I'm with you that those last four downs of the drive, I didn't love. It did feel like they were just trying to milk the clock. Yeah. And for me in our offense, if you run a pass play in those downs – and, and you know it doesn't work out. I'm not mad about it. That's your identity. Yeah, be able to throw the ball down the field. Like that's that's a lot of who you are. Um, and so I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I, and I mean, I also think. I mean, I'll, I'll say it again. You, you kick a field goal there, you don't have a chance to lose in regulation. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say a chance. You you 99 chance you don't lose in regulation. Yeah, I, I had two more things for this game. Number one is four. It's fourth and two. I think it's on Florida has the ball on their side of the the fifty. Um, 
so in, in, in Tennessee's, or I guess Tennessee's side of the 50. Um, and they throw a freaking bomb. And it's not like the guy's open. I mean, he becomes open because he just runs right past Kamal Haddon. But when he's throwing it, he's kind of covered up. Mm. I mean, that should tell you all you need to know is like quarterbacks, a fourth and two, if they're throwing at you, throwing at a corner like that in man coverage, they do not respect you and do yeah. not think you can make a play on the ball because those aren't like good receivers. Justin Shorter is probably their best receiver, or he was. Um, but none of those uh, – Pearsall, I think is how you say it. Yeah. None of those guys are like great receivers, and they destroyed us. They did, and, and I, I mean, I know we're dogging the defense, and I don't think it's necessarily unfair. Uh, but the, the running game was exactly what you got from them all season. It was good. Yeah, um, but I mean, even like as a defense, the first two drives, you, the first drive um, resulted in a, in a turnover on downs. Second drive, they attempted a fifty-yard field goal that was missed. Like those were huge, and mm-hmm. especially like I, you knew it then, but like even in the grand scheme of things, when you look back. Um, especially because Tennessee turned around and, I mean, was going to score a touchdown on that drive before Jacob Warren gets just, I mean, sucker punched the ball out. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, two big drives by them to get to get stops there. Yeah. Because they, they were sustained drives too. I mean, their turnover on downs came at like the the 27-yard line or something like that. Um, obviously, at Miss Fogel, they drove the ball down the field from that, that spot of that fumble and, and missed that. Um, so, yeah, some big drives that were stopped. So, I think this is one of those, like, as frustrating as it was, that Ben don't break was super alive in this game. Yeah, especially because, like, you had to have it, obviously because the score was the way it was. But <laughs> Tennessee's offense kept shooting themselves in the foot and couldn't, you know, cash in until late in that first quarter. So those first two drives um, of the defense getting a stop, that was – that was huge for the offense to not put pressure on them. Like, hey, we have to go score. Right, right. Um, I also want to comment about Ramel Keaton. He's remembered in this game, obviously, for that that long catch on the uh, home sideline. There, he had one on the away sideline. It was second and sixteen, probably on the Tennessee second drive of the game. Mm-hmm. That Tennessee got put in a bad situation. I can't remember if it was a sack or a hold, and he's able to get Tennessee to a first down on second and sixteen, where. I can't remember the route, but he, I mean, he made two guys miss to do it. It was either yep. third and short or first down, but yeah, Ramel Keaton came up huge twice in this game. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that that diving catch they made is probably one of the greatest catches I've ever seen in my entire yep. life. I know people say the Odell Beckham Jr. one, but in terms <laughs> of like an all-around play, like beautiful ball, um, just laid out perfectly for it right in the fingertips, I mean, you, you don't see anything prettier than that. Yeah, and for me too in this game, talking about like when when did Hendon Hooker really kind of turn it on? Um, that maybe was like the swagger play he got, but like for me, it's like give your receivers a chance, like let them have a chance to make a play. The overthrows were a little much um, in the games prior, but you gave your receiver, you know, it wasn't a perfect ball by any means, but it was a it was a ball that gave your receiver a chance, and your receiver good enough to make those plays. Yeah, and I feel like this is kind of when everybody got confidence in Ramel Keaton. It's like okay, yeah. Cedric Tillman's down. Crap, what do we do? But Ramel Keaton's there, and, and it didn't seem to miss a beat. No, it didn't. And then you obviously have a, a game from Jalen Hyatt, too. I mean, that's – I don't know if this is his official coming out party or not, but it certainly kind of felt like it. Yeah. And I love every time Brew McCoy gets the ball and, like, catches it where he's able to to turn and run with it, that he's just barreling over a corner. <laughs> he might go down, but he's carrying him for at least three yards. <laughs> 
Bruce, Bruce massive. And I think he, I don't know if he likes it, but he, he gets to work so quietly in this offense. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like, obviously we just talked about two guys before him and yet Bruce McCoy is a leading receiver in this game. Yeah. And you just get, he's a, he's a, he's just a hard hat guy, blue collar dog, lunch pail, all the, all the, uh, the normal stuff, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anything else kind of for the, this game, other than I, I also still feel like we haven't seen enough of Aaron Beasley yet. <laughs> Dude, that's another thing. I'm like, <laughs> right? why is he not on the field? I, I, I mean, I, I just there's my criticism times. of Josh Heupel yeah. and, and that entire staff is like, where is Aaron Beasley? I don't think that's going to be a theme this season. I hope. <laughs> no, no, highly doubt it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I found myself many times wondering where where Aaron Beasley was on this play. Mm-hmm. Uh, also. Brew McCoy. I hate, again, I'm not trying to like critique and criticize. And I think the first one, he made a great play on the first one on a, it wasn't positioned well, the onside kick, but in terms of where it bounced, it was a great onside kick, which made it hard for Brew McCoy to field, but he did a, He did a great job, mm-hmm. um, but it was awkward. I think that scared him off the second one. He doesn't jump to it. Like you should, if you're on hands team and just sets up a perfect recovery for Florida, which great play by them do caught it pretty much one handed. I mean, they yeah. made a great play, but if Brew jumps to that ball, at worst, the ball's bouncing around and we have a chance to recover it. Was somebody – I didn't go back and watch it because I couldn't wait to get to the next play, but <laughs> um, is some was somebody supposed to, like, hit that guy? Uh, I think they had just about everyone covered there. Okay. I'd have to go well, look that was to the see one if anyone guy. missed I feel it. Like that, I think the one, one guy that's, guy. like, lined up with Brew, maybe you, like, hit him? Yeah, or? you leave the outside guy open there. Yeah. You yeah. don't, which I guess we were maybe expecting. I'd have to go back and count numbers again. We had a lot of guys on the bottom of the screen, which, you know, hands team, you watch film, you depend, you know, you depend on looks, but you, you have to respect the, the weak side of that play um, sure. for anything back. Uh, so maybe that, that them going to, um, to the, the strong side, the obvious side of that onside kick scared us mm-hmm. a little bit. So we respected that weak side a little more. I mean, it, it was a great onside kick too. Like I'm not denying that. I'm not putting this all on Brew McCoy. Um, or anybody else, but yeah, I mean, you definitely got to. You can't miss that guy, right? That's where that. That's right where that ball wants to end up. Um, and if you're Brew McCoy or whoever's there, like you, you've got to jump to that ball. You've got to at least not let them field it cleanly. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, we are kind of pressing for time a little bit, so Tennessee does win this one. Well, who's next? What game we got? <laughs> LSU, baby. LSU. We're going to Baton Rouge. That's, that's right. That's right. Or, no, sorry. It's a bye week and then Baton Rouge, correct? That's right. Yeah. We'll watch that game. Okay. That yeah. bye week game. Yep. <laughs> um, we'll talk LSU next, though. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, well, that's let's, confusing. Fall camp is here. Um, not really a ton to talk about. I mean – I just have some questions I'd, li- I'd like answered. Maybe you have some questions too, but, you know, obviously the freshmen, what do they look like? Does anybody kind of press a, a veteran, especially in the secondary? And then um, what does this offensive line kind of shape out to be? Yeah, I, I think that's my biggest concern is the offensive line. Um, I don't – sounds like maybe finding a right tackle has not been the easiest of, of things. Mm-hmm. Um but other than that, I'm not too concerned other than right tackle. Obviously, replacing Darnell Wright, like it's probably not going to be super easy. Um, you obviously have John Campbell on the left side, so that kind of helps that. Right? I mean, that's really – so I shouldn't even say the offensive line. 
Like, yeah, I, is that your uh, thoughts? Apparently, Gerald Mincy is on the left side now, too. So, I don't know if that makes me feel better about the right side or makes me feel worse about the left side. I don't know. Um, yeah, kind of thought Gerald Mincy would be that right right tackle. Right. I, I so, did, too. So, it, it, it looks like Jeremiah Crawford is there on that. Which now. I'm okay with. I mean, who knows what it ends up being. Um, right. But, yeah, I think as of now, that's kind of what. Yeah, it's what are we in day two right now? Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, we have guys leaving for summer class. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do, like, for me, the secondary is obviously a question, but, like, I've talked about this the whole offseason. I just need the defense to get 1% better right now. That's – because it is it is going to take some time. I don't think the very, talent on the defensive side of the ball. coach percentage. <laughs> it is, but, like, I mean, that's obviously the, the, South, the South Carolina game um, is kind of, you know, it makes you uh, not incredibly – confident for a lot mm-hmm. of things but mm-hmm. it also is an outlier yeah um that was not the story for the rest of the season um but yeah i mean for the for the rest of the season like i mean even looking at georgia game and and if georgia fans want to argue they could have blown us out okay that's fine whatever you can argue that but in terms of the actual score that was on the scoreboard the actual box score tennessee's offense didn't play great tennessee's defense if they give you the football back one time like that's a game changer um, and then also, I mean, Georgia's just really good. So that's also part of that. But yeah, I mean, if that defense is 1% better, I feel a lot better where Tennessee's at in terms yeah, they, of the whole season. They just have so much, so much more depth at every position. Defensive yeah. back, you know, corner was a big one last year that you just really didn't have a lot of guys. I feel like you do this year. Linebacker, um, didn't really have a ton of line. I mean, no offense to Sloan Page, but I mean, I don't think Tennessee would have preferred him be on the field at times. Um, but you do have Elijah Herring, you have Caleb Perry, you have Aaron Carter, Jeremiah T. Lander, you know, you have some Jalen Smith, you have a lot of guys in that room. You have guys at the edge position that are another year older, James Pierce, Josh, Joshua Josephs. So you have a lot of guys that can come, you know, off the edge, mm-hmm. linebackers, corners. I think you have some depth at safety a little bit more than you did last year. So I, I just think you said one percent better. I feel like, I think it's better. Yeah, you have you have to you have to like. There's there's no reason why you shouldn't. Right. Right. I feel better about it. And uh, safeties are kind of interesting. Which I mean, we still don't know what's going on with Jalen McCullough, but it sounds like some young guys are are getting the the first team reps there right now. That's interesting for me. I hope it's not just because of the Jalen McCullough off the field situation. Maybe there's more, and that seems like a good thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll see kind of where that. That's that's the orange out. goggles. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta see that to believe it. That's fair. But um, Tennessee did get a big commitment. Yeah, this uh, before we did the or after we did the last show, um, four star offensive tackle Bennett Warren, and when I say big commitment, six. It's <laughs> about to say six, I mean, seven and a half, three thirty. He's like. I think an inch and a half taller than Darnell Wright, and they're the same size. I mean, this dude's a freak. Um, apparently, he's really smart. He, he really cared about the academics in his recruitment, which, hey, I'm all for. If you're caring about academics more than NIL, I want I want you to play offensive line for me. Right. Um, so, yeah, he picks Tennessee over Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Michigan. Um, but, yeah, dipping into uh, Texas. Sugarland, Texas. That's 
there's there's got to be a lot of country music that comes out <laughs> of Sugarland, Texas. It does. I mean, it kind of sounds like a country music song all by itself. Yeah, I mean, there was a band maybe not Sugarland, right? Right. There, yeah, maybe not a Jason Aldean song because I don't think it's a small town, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, not like Macon, Georgia. <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Yeah, big offensive lineman. You also have some news. Williams Winery, a five-star defensive lineman, said that he will commit August 15th between Missouri, Oklahoma, Oregon, Georgia, and Tennessee. So Tennessee's in that one. When you got Rodney Garner, kind of have to be. Right. Um, so right. we'll see if we can close in on another five-star. Adding a five-star would be huge for this recruiting class. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, all right. Well, anything else? No, that's it. Let's let's get to this interview. Let's 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 head over to South Blue High School. I'll see you there. All right, let's do it. A very special guest. This is a cool one. So this is head coach of South Doyle. Um, you might not recognize the helmet right now. A little rebranding, and I know me and Landon both love it. But uh, we're back at the old stomping grounds with uh, new head coach in his second year, Paul Shelton. Thank you for coming on, man. I this is it. my first podcast. Ever been been uh, you know interviewed, but yeah. I'm in the podcast game. Yeah. Love the pot, so I'm juiced about this. All this setup and stuff, like yeah. I'm super. Also, on him, up. this is kind of like the first time we've actually had like stands and everything, so it feels official. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, like me, a real media room. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, so we've sure. got some some hard hitting journalist questions now. Good, <laughs> big J journalism. Yeah. I hear you. I they'll, like it. They'll be they'll be coming at you, but uh, I will start with the. I mean, this is the white helmet. First off, like you take everything off. The white's phenomenal. Um, so, I mean, you've got the team, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll assess you as, uh, you guys are like two weeks away from the season, but as far as when you walk out there, I mean, there's look no good, doubt. Good. Yeah. And that's it, man. I mean, I've always been into the Jersey game, big, big fan of it. Uh, you know, obviously that's not where you win games, mm -hmm. but I mean, it is the whole, you know, look good, feel good, uh, you play good type of deal. And Dion says you get paid good. And, <laughs> you know, the reality is, uh, kids get fired up for this. Right. right? And so. You've got to be able to brand yourself. You've got to be able to give them something you're fired up about. They, I asked them, and they were like, yeah, let's go white. Um, and a lot of the jersey stuff, like a lot of it is it's on them. And uh, so we try to get creative and, and let the kids have a little bit of a say in it. And, uh, you know, just a clean look. I, I thought I think South Doyle has great a great color scheme. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, red and navy, pretty traditional. Um, you could do a lot with it. I, I think, you know, like Ole Miss has a great – uniform mm -hmm. and, and you think about a lot of the red and blue teams that you know the buffalo bills that's a really good uni mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so and I, I really like their white on white helmet too so yeah, yeah fired up about the whole deal so yeah, yeah it's gonna you, be good do you have another one we may maybe caleb and i can go do some oklahoma drills <laughs> yeah yeah well we got them and they're not stickered up so we can we can get this thing going whatever for sure it'd be great uh, I, I don't want to do that to landon so um that is our first question though so you, you know you're, you're obviously new to south knoxville um Little trivia: Who is the greatest? Who are the greatest players to wear ten and eleven that have hallowed these halls here? I, I don't. The greatest. Gosh, the only ten that I know is Mason Brang. Okay. Okay. Mm. But I'm just gonna take a wild guess. It's got to be like a Mitchell, right? There's it's, one Mitchell in there. Yeah. There's okay. a Mitchell in there. Uh, Landed. Did you wear ten or eleven or ten, babe? If you want to win, put ten in. <laughs> okay. Me. Okay. There you go. There you go. I was like, you can never go wrong when you just guess a Mitchell on the roster. Oh yeah. 100%. Because it's. Uh, I mean, there's 
30 of them on our roster right now. It feels like they're just all over the place. And so I was like, okay, well, I, I can I can definitely get one of the numbers for sure. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And, I mean, the problem with the Mitchells is, like, you can only put one kicker on the field at the same, at the same time. So, like, <laughs> yeah. you, you do run into that issue. But other than that, I mean, yeah. Jonah said to have some hard-hitting question about your kicking ability. Like, are you uh, – or who's the better kicker, Jonah, or were you the better kicker? I – I mean, I'm not trying to be cocky, but this guy – actually, ask him, how many fingers did I break? No, no fingers. So. I, was, I was actually going to ask, like, the, the most underrated part of a football team is the bond between a hit kicker and holder. Yes. So, what, what does that bond look like for your team? Oh, this my year? goodness. So, I, I came from Davis. I was a special yeah. coordinator at UC Davis. And mm-hmm. so, you know, in high school, it's like usually just use a quarterback – you know, to hold, and you got a kicker, and we're fortunate to have a kicker. Half mm-hmm. these teams just yeah. let their quarterback kick too. Right. So it's just like, sure. you know, last week Campbell County had their uh, their quarterback out punting, and uh, <laughs> so I'm we're fortunate to have both Mitchells out there kicking. Uh, but man, just the thing at Davis was so cool was uh, like we had our punter. He's he's holding for the Green Bay Packers right now, and he okay. held for our our uh, our kicker. And oh, just awesome. uh, Coach Hawkins just sent me a, a message and. It's all the specialists and walk through with their bucket hats, just like living the good life while everybody else is just grinding in camp at UC Davis right now. So I think that bond is awesome. And like specialists, man, long snappers too, especially at that next level when they're just a long snapper. They are uh, a unique bunch. They're the funniest group on the whole, in the whole program. They were the the funniest group at Davis. Uh, Loved having them over to the house. Um, And they just super relaxed. Like while everybody was – in camp, we'd be in meetings, me and tight ends would be in there meeting, and the specialists would roll in after special teams meeting with their Starbucks and just yeah. sit and <laughs> Just nap. weirdos. So, love those dudes, <laughs> man, for sure. And, yeah, you mentioned UC Davis. So like, you know, we'll get into this for sure, but it's also unique that uh, obviously we cover Tennessee sports, and uh, you coached a guy that, that just arrived on campus and has some some hype around him. I mean – did he follow Castles, you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> no. Uh, that's what everybody's asked. Like, every single person's like, hit me up. As soon as he committed, they were like, uh, how much impact did you have? And I don't, I don't know if it hurts. Can you recruit? Uh, Can Paul Shelton recruit? I could. I could. <laughs> could. I could at Davis. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't need to anymore. So, uh, Preference but it's good to have him in town, man. He's a, yeah, he's a great awesome. kid. Obviously, just starting. I just saw his picture. They did team pictures, and they posted it. He's right smack dab in the middle, and uh, – He's fired up. He loves it. Yeah, 34. Like, that's the type of dude he is, man. He's just a blue-collar cat. Like, he, I, I asked him, I was like, you going to get to change your number? He was like, I think I can. He was like, but I don't want to. I just want to stick with 34. I don't care what my number is. So, <laughs> I think it's right. a fly under the radar. People aren't no looking doubt. for a tight end. They're like, that's a fullback. I was oh, going to yeah, say, can he play fullback? We saw that last year at Tennessee. We saw a tight end lineup. Does he have that ability? Is he a he's a, first guy in the hole kind of guy? Yeah, he's a blocker. Okay. Now. He can insert. Cowboy caller. He can – Okay. Not a cowboy call okay. guy. No, yeah, uh, I don't know if no you see Cali with him. That'd be funny though. You know, that'd be. I need to like text him and be like, "Hey, have you ever thought about yeah. wearing a cowboy collar? Lull these sl- safeties asleep and yeah. run four verticals." Yeah. You know, it's a good move, actually. I'll, that'd I'll be awesome. I think yeah. so. We haven't seen a good cowboy collar in a while. We need some. It's been a while. I've seen. I think I saw one. Uh, I don't know. Preseason last year, but other than that, I don't really see him, man. Yeah. Not happening. It's, yeah. it's a disappointing. I don't know how much they're actually effective. Yeah, I don't know if they know. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> more armbands. Yeah, I think they're bothering <laughs> more concussions when they were being worn than more neck injuries than, yeah, than, just, than not. So You'll be fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'll work through it. Um, I'm sorry. I feel like you were about to ask Oh, something. no, you're fine. Okay. I, I was going to – like your favorite question, you probably never get this question. How's the team, Coach? 
Uh, team yeah. looking like? Yeah, what's it look like? My favorite question is, how many wins? Man, what a great question, you know? Yeah, um, yeah prediction. Let's go right now. We are uh, – I'll start by saying this. We are really – like, our guys are fun to coach. Um, the, the, just the culture – and I, I loved our guys last year, obviously. This, that's no slide on them. But as you just kind of build and you just grow a program and as it evolves um, – Man, I mean, we had a rough practice a couple of days ago or yesterday, but um, man, very few and far between of those. Mm -hmm. so they they enjoy competing. Uh, they're fun to coach. They're fun to meet with. They learn football. They want to watch film. Um, and as a coach, like just that alone makes it enjoyable. You mm -hmm. know, when you're coaching kids that want to be coached, that's a cool deal. And you know, anytime you have a program take a step forward as far as like yearly goes and you know last year we were just we were just putting it all together I was trying to figure out how to be a head coach I was not a good head coach like it was uh, first year head coach like I'm just trying to survive not die you know or get fired and uh, so now I figure that out I figured out finances I figured out fundraising I figured out organization schedules and so I think I'm a better football coach uh, because of that and uh, but our kids are stronger. They're you're stronger. They're mm -hmm. we played a bunch of kids that had never seen Friday night in their life last year. Yeah. Um, so you know they're back. So they're better, and right. we'll be better. Mm -hmm. And got a quarterback. And so anytime you guys know this, you follow Tennessee. You got a guy that's a trigger man. I mean anybody. You got a good quarterback. You saw Hooker last year, and it just mm -hmm. changes the dynamic of a right. of a football program. And we've. You know, we had a good one last year, but Maddox really has complete control of the offense. Our O-line's rolling, and our defense is tougher. So, you know, how many games? I don't know, man. We got higher expectations. Our plan is to win every game. Yeah. Like, we prepared for every game, and one of our four goals up here on the board is to win a state championship. And my, my deal is, whether we came off a 2-8 and eight season or not, I'm trying to win a state championship every yeah. single year. I mean, that's the, that's the expectation. So. Yeah, love that. Yeah, we were uh, we were very fortunate to go uh, 0 and 10 and 1 and 9 our <laughs> freshman and sophomore year. Then we made the playoffs, so it it can happen, no and, and that that turnaround is is huge for. The, and I'm I'm sure everybody's shooting for that. So what was it about this South Dole job? Because you're at you're at in California. I'm sure you're a huge Cali guy from from Newport, so yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah. it was a culture shock. But what was it kind of about this? job that made you want to come back and, and throw your name in the hat? Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, just a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of stuff. Just, just the whole story of getting me out there. And then I had a – I mean, I guess it all started with having a second kid. I had my, my second daughter. Um, Congrats. Hadley. Yeah, yeah. She was, uh, she was born COVID, so 2020. And uh, we played a spring season at U Davis. I was the special teams coordinator and tight ends coach. We played a spring season, coached in mask got tested four times a week, um, and, man, what a grind. Like, it was right. a grind. College football's a grind anyway, but then to go do that and then turn right back around. Like, when you coach college football, you need the whole offseason to even right. get yourself regenerated sure. and ready to go because it really is. I mean, you don't have a day off from – these college guys are not going to have a day off from July 31st till – December 24th like it's just not going to happen and those so, days off you're, you're still calling that's like, right you're, you're, still, you're recruiting, still recruiting you know yeah. and it's gotten crazier since I got out even right. in the last two years with transferring so that was aware and then we came back to Knoxville for a wedding in 21 after that season and I was 36 37 I guess I was getting a little bit older and I was like <laughs> I can slow down a little bit and yeah. I was like my wife's an OBGYN and I was like 
she's working, I'm working. We got two kids in California, nobody's out there to help us. And I was like, you know, I've done it. Like I've, I've attained my dream, I'm a coordinator. Went through that fall season, so the wheels were turning. And uh, you know, some jobs came open. And the only job, the only school that got back to me, for real, was, was here. Okay. Um, and I think it was just like God orchestrating this thing out and just like moving the pieces and uh, I was like man South Knoxville that's a little bit more like home you know like I'd coached at Bearden Mm -hmm. that was not like home Um, just West Knoxville nothing against it uh, but it's it's just it's just not if you want it's not yeah (laughs) it's not Newport now South Knoxville is not Newport either but and then I interviewed and just like good people yeah good people in the interview board and I was like Sarah, I'm probably going to get this job. Like, it's probably – and it just, like, things unfolded. It just unfolded and worked its way out. And uh, I had a second interview on, like, a Tuesday, and I said, hey, if you need me to meet you, I'll fly tomorrow. Like, we did a Zoom interview. Right. I was like, I just want you to know how serious I'm about this thing. Yeah. And Tim Berry uh, said, can you fly on Thursday? So, booked a flight, flew Thursday morning, met with him and Coach Duncan, got the job, and, you know, I – flew back and forth about six times before I moved the family over here so it was uh heck yeah I didn't know all that that's yeah man, man that's was, commitment like it was nuts but I didn't I want to build a championship program yeah. you know and yeah. uh I wanted these people to know that I was committed to it I wasn't just going to hang in California until I you know got my family here so right. um yeah man I just think it was God orchestrating this thing and, and working itself out and uh man this is the only job I would have wanted of yeah. all the jobs that came open. Like I look back and I'm like, man, this is awesome. I have no desire to be anywhere else. Like this is all because it's just just good people everywhere, yeah. everywhere I look. You know, that's awesome, man. I mean, and I, you know, I've followed the program. Like you know, now I got three nephews playing, and but I followed from afar and um, just really appreciated what you've done, respect what you've done. Me and Lane, I mean, I haven't made it to a ton of games unfortunately the last few years, but uh, like I can think, we were in Asheville a couple years ago. Like we watch all the games on Dominic Clear Media. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we're like out on a guy's trip at the bar, and me and Lane are watching we're high school football. Our <laughs> oh yeah, like, oh yeah. Like we're cheering for the keys, man. And uh, yeah, so like sure. we're we're dialed in. So I, I respect and appreciate what you've done for the program and like where this is headed. Like I've got full belief, and uh, it's like hearing that's like even more like all right, this guy's this guy's in. This guy's I appreciate committed. that. I yeah. appreciate yeah. that for real. So I respect that. Are, are you working on scheduling those other schools that didn't get back to you <laughs> on, the, on the schedule? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we actually uh, – I won't name them, but we actually have a couple on okay. Uh, okay. the schedule. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And uh, You can tell us off camera. Yeah, you can tell us off You know what's we'll so crazy? You know what, what's so wild? And this is one of the reasons why I got out of college. I, I used to be – a. I mean, I'm just straight up. Like, I used to be a big-time ego guy. Like, I, was a, I was a prideful – dude like I was not a it was a big like chip on my shoulder type of guy I was a big like I gotta prove people wrong type of guy I was around some really good people at UC Davis and I just found a lot of joy coaching out there and uh four years ago I'd have been like I'm getting these schools uh but the reality is like and honestly probably uh when you're a head football coach there's just so much going on I don't even have time to think (laughs) about holding grudges because I'm just thinking like can I get our dudes to practice consistently and can we have a better practice today than we had yesterday I know that sounds so cliche but like when you're the head coach so much of it goes into that so um but yeah we'll get a couple of those schools for sure love it absolutely and it's I mean it's not a college commitment by any way by any means but you know I've coached 
which I, I too believe, especially like, I mean, I'm a South Will guy. Like, I was a ball boy for the soccer and football team when I was like eight years old. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, played here and then, you know, still come back to games when I can. Like, I love this school. I love this community. And uh, anybody that's, you know, even an, all the way down to an assistant coach, like, I want them to, like, love this community and want to be here and want to be involved. And it's, it's a commitment, man. And, like, so, like, to get here and, and you kind of take that on without being told that, too, like, that's, that's a huge step. And, um, I, 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 so all this goes into, I also want to ask you about the transfers. I know you've said your, some of your piece. I don't know if you have more. Uh, high school transfers are getting real popular, yeah. which is crazy. But I, I saw your uh, comment at the uh, Knoxville Media Five Days. Five-star preps. Yeah. Um, just kind of like, you know, what are your, what are your overall just thoughts? Yeah. There's, I'm glad I'm on a podcast and we can just, like, <laughs> talk about this. I, when they asked me that, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's hard to say. This like, is a gotcha question. Yeah. Like, this oh, is, yeah. This is big J journalism. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. like, now the context is, is taken out. Um, you know, I am for players. Mm. I think uh, I think any coach that doesn't have an open mind for players, uh, I think they're just missing. It's the 21st century. It is, and I'm not a fool. I come from a college level where they were transferring. Um, but I'll be honest, I think not from a player standpoint. I think there are a lot of vultures mm. in high school athletics from a coaching standpoint. Sure. Um, and I think I think coaches prey and use kids prey on and use kids and that's the kind of stuff that gets me fired up it's not the kids right. uh, kids will you know 14 to 17 year old kids are vulnerable uh, they want to be told things that affirm them we all did yeah you know like I wasn't good enough but if some joker was coming out of some school when I was 15 years old and saying leave Cock County because we want you to start here that would have made me feel great you right. know like Every kid's going to feel a certain way. Um, it bums me out to see coaches in high school sports lie to kids, number one. I don't know if they intentionally do it, but they lie to kids and say, like, I'm going to get you to college. That's a flat right. lie. That's a lie. Yeah. Um, and then they, then they use kids. And then I, then I really – I could go into this forever, but these coaches will sell, I'm going to get you to school, but they don't prepare them to graduate. They don't prepare them. And so you see all these kids that will sign or they won't even become a qualifier. They'll just get these offers throughout high school, all this hype on Twitter, all this hype everywhere. And then they'll end up having to go to junior college because they're not a qualifier because no one held them accountable. So, like, our biggest thing here is just, you know, we want to get kids signed. Like, we Mm -hmm. want them to go to the highest level or the right fit. Um, But at the end of the day, like, we don't want them to go for a year and transfer and hate football. Like, Mm -hmm. we want you to go – uh, to a school, and we want you to thrive at that school, and we want you to graduate. And if you go to the NFL, awesome. You go to the CFL, awesome. And if you go to a six-figure job, awesome. But we just want you to thrive. And I think it just it just really upsets me to see, because I've been from the college level where I recruited. Right. There was not a single I, – I like coaches in high school, but I didn't offer a kid because he played for a certain coach. Yeah. I never did. In this age in technology, my first offer and commitment was at a school. I passed Stockton and San Francisco and Fresno, and I went to a school with about 127 kids, and I offered a kid with a Mountain West with Mountain West offers. Mm-hmm. He was my first offer. Like, you don't need that stuff, and it just makes me mad that like kids are vulnerable to that, and these vultures prey on them, and they and they lie to them, and they and they use these kids, and that's that's what aggravates me the most. I am for kids. Um, I don't 
back off of that. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I just think the leaving for upset, like I'm not a starter, I think that's off base too. Um, yeah. And I just – I come from it because, like, my dad would never let it happen. Like, my oh, dad yeah. would have said, get better or stop complaining. Or, hey, man, Paul, you don't have to play football. Like, I'm right. going to love you even if you don't play football, <laughs> yeah. but you're going to finish the season out. And that's – I probably come from that, and that's probably why I have that perspective, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I asked all that about – you know, I said all that about community because, you know, I think those points are fantastic. But one thing that's – aggravated me and maybe it's you know I'm getting old and I'm getting like my dad but uh, it, it's like I grew up Landon just mentioned it, like we went 0 and 10 and 1 and 9 uh when I first went here and like the thought I had the I had the opportunity to transfer to a team that needed a kicker that was I won't name their names but um they were I mean they they win state championships all the time and then it's been past 10 been, years I think you're good <laughs> they had uh, limitations they, they had lost a few because of a kicker the year before um and it was it freaked me out my dad was like kind of not he didn't say no I don't think he would have let me at the end of the day. But he didn't say no when I mentioned it to him. But for me, it's like the community I grew up in, um, like the guys I played football with, uh, soccer with, whatever, I mean, they're still my best friends to this day. Like I, I value where I went, and I think that's getting lost. And yeah. it's what – like high school sports, at the end, you know, if you get a scholarship and you can, get a, you can go to college for it, great. But that's – what is it, like 2%? 2%. Like that's not the – that's not what's going to happen for most of these guys. And, and – and, what everybody what everybody can gain from it though is the community that you you gain yeah and so like it's that that's part of it that's bothered me that you have kids that played it in south knoxville their whole life and, and then they transfer and go somewhere else or you know played in north knoxville somewhere and then they just decide that oh this guy can make me better and he and they, they, he may be able to he, sure. he may be able to but um you know is it what are we tr – what's the trade-off at the end of the day? Sure. And uh, so that's kind of bothered me that we're – I feel like we're losing like, – I feel like I sound so old. But I feel like we're losing community with 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds transferring. My uh, – you know, I, I see that, and I have two little girls, and I got a little boy on the way. I, as long as this is a way, I feel like it's like our generation that has to raise kids mm -hmm. that enable – or uh, reinforce that community. Mm -hmm. You know, like – all of this, I know parents just want the best for their kids or what they think is the best. But it, if if parents weren't hyping this and chasing this stuff, the kids wouldn't. Thousand percent. The yeah. kids would. So it's like really up to us at our generation as we have kids and they get into these sports yeah. to be like, I'm not going to be a clout chasing parent. Yeah. Like that's what that's not what I'm going to be. And. Just play. Just play. Put your nose down and play. They'll find you if you're good enough. If not, you're still playing with your community and your friends and the people that you care about and you're representing your community and, and your family. And you just you just play. And, right. and, and like you said, like I think it's just so lost. You play football. You play soccer. You play. That doesn't mean it's not intense. It doesn't mean right. you saw practice. It's And we get after it. But at the end of the day, like, if you're not having fun, right. what's the purpose? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, that's that's what we really try to enforce. We get after our dudes, but we want to have fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it is, like, I wouldn't want to leave, like, I mean, me and Caleb are best friends since kindergarten. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to leave Caleb to go play for another school. Like, that just seems, I don't know, it's just different, I guess, um, sure. in, in this day and age. But um, I wanted to ask about, well, let's talk – X's and O's a little bit. Okay, okay, here we go. So you're, you're a big – Tidy, yeah, I was thinking that. We could draw up some plays. <laughs> um, 
Tight ends. You coach tight ends. I'm sure you're a big tight ends guy. You still do. I saw you getting after him today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The freshman. <laughs> so, uh, so what's kind of your philosophy of getting the tight ends involved in the offense? How big of that is, you know, for you? Yeah. I mean, you know, so I'd never coached tight ends in my entire life until I became the tight ends coach at a Division One school. That <laughs> yeah. You talk about the most – I was like the biggest imposter of all time. Here I am. <laughs> I'm a five, nine and a half DB uh, and they named me the tight ends coach, and I'm out here with, like, McAllen Castles yeah. and all these Three cats that are 6'4", <laughs> and I'm out here trying to teach these dudes how to block a six technique at yeah. DN, you know, and so, uh, but, yeah, I, I love tight ends because tight ends in our offense are the closest thing to the quarterback that's not the quarterback. Um, we ask the tight ends to do a lot uh, in pass pro, we ask the tight ends to do a bunch in the run game. Uh, we obviously get them out to catch the football. They're not certified. They're not just uh, – they're not glorified <laughs> offensive linemen, obviously. Um, and, you know, I, at a school like South Doyle, we don't have 3,000 kids. We have 950-some-odd kids. It's, I learned this a long time ago. It's not about plays. It's about players. Mm -hmm. And a lot of your basketball players are tight ends. Mm -hmm. like, that's yeah. what they are. Um, yeah. And so I've got to have a place to have some of the best athletes in the entire school. I've got to have a spot for them um, where they can catch the football and they can learn football. Um, so, like we ask, like I said, we ask a lot of the tight end. Uh, we, I don't want to sound like we just rip Tennessee, <laughs> but a lot of the same stuff that you see the tight end doing in Tennessee's offense, that's the kind of stuff that you're going to see them doing in our offense. And uh, I think as the head coach, as an offensive guy, tight end allows me I can send the tight ends in a period with the O-line if I need to go watch the defensive line or I need to go watch the linebackers I can send them with the receivers if I need to go watch some other spot mm -hmm. or manage uh, you can't really do that with quarterbacks yeah. and so it's my ability it's a, I call the plays so it allows me to be kind of like the quarterback coach without being the quarterback coach and uh, they're great kids like we I love our tight end group, man. So what, what numbers they they wearing out there? <laughs> you got any 34s? I got six. <laughs> I got six, 24. Okay. Uh, 87, no 34s. I got a, a couple 40. You know what, Davis, man, they were – we were we had a ton of 40s. We okay. had like 40, 44, 42. And I was like, yeah. gosh, I got to get some Those whatever swag, numbers. dude. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. You're just a bunch of fullbacks right now. <laughs> right. but. That six is tough, though. You can't hide that guy. No doubt. He gets out there. It doesn't no matter what, if he's in a three-point stance or if he's That's out right. wide. Like, they, they've got eyes on six. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's so, right. We, we might need to bump that up a little. 20, 26 maybe? <laughs> I like 36. That's the most whatever number I could think No of. doubt. 36? <laughs> yeah. Jonah. Yeah. He's, he's dogged Jonah since day one. Yeah. I, I, think, I think my other brothers have dogged him, too. Like, change, change your number. I I'm was like, Jonah, man, like – any new numbers? You want anything? Like, Isaiah wants a new number. You yeah. know, Isaiah's like, I want 16. And I was like, okay, cool. You get it. Jonah, you want one? Oh, I think I'll stick with 36. I really like Just it. Go so. with the flow. All right, brother. He's always been a weird one. <laughs> Great kid. I mean, that, that number 11 looks real good, but it's fine. You know, we'll, 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 I think that – does that mean that I can take that? Is that <laughs> you, have, you have a number 11? I don't think I saw one out there today. We have an 11. The South of the River jersey doesn't have 11. We just kind okay. of mix and match. But we have an outside linebacker, number 11. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's, he looks pretty good in it. Okay. I saw uh, 10 is on another brain. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's Benson. That's the youngest. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the youngest, the third in the quarterback uh, in the in the in the bring uh, household quarterback. Right. Speaking You've, of numbers, what do you think about zero? It's a new, kind of a new number over the past couple of years that's come popular. You know, uh, I'm apathetic to zero. <laughs> I don't. It's another. $100 jersey I got to order <laughs> in all three And you've got nine, colors, nine other options. You, you know, know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it's another thing I got to worry about shipment. Um, but it just gives another number as a coach. <laughs> These dudes want single digits. So now I've just added another single digit and they mm -hmm. get an opportunity. And, you know, the kids are juiced. Like, they're yeah. fired up about zero. So we got yeah. a couple zero. We okay. got a zero out there. Right okay. Now, so. You, you want to – can you name his name? Jado Gene Door. Okay. Jado Gino. You didn't know you were like, that's a tough pronunciation. I didn't, you said yeah. name his name. I didn't that's know right. where you were getting Senior, into senior uh, he's a boundary safety for us. Yeah. Okay. okay. I like that. Come down Philly Alley. So like Zero's got to be a DB. Yeah. That does sound like a DB. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. Zero's got to be. When they passed the, the, passed the rule, he was like, he was the first guy. I was like, I want zero. No <laughs> okay. one argued. No one yeah. else wanted zero. Yeah. He just wanted zero. So. Hmm. You've, uh, you mentioned number 11, uh, outside linebacker. Uh, Harden Valley, I'm assuming they don't run little wing T, veer option, whatever they ran anymore, do they? It's all wing T. Harden Valley's all wing T still. Are you like kidding me? Are you messing with me? No, I mean they were when I, I was in high school. I just thought they, right they, I just they, thought they were. went away from it. No, yeah. they were not wing T last year. Okay. And apparently they're moving to the wing T. Okay. You know they hit the scrimmage. What we're are not we doing? Prepping for it or anything? <laughs> right. But it's like, yeah, apparently they're running the wing T. Well, we how do you watch Tennessee in their offense and then be like, guys, <laughs> wing T? That's what we're doing. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, you know, that's we're talking about like basketball and other sports, like. Yeah. We just sell these – we got a couple of basketball players out. Like, I don't think I would have sold the basketball mm. players on the wing tee. So, yeah. would have been tough. you say, like, hey, we're playing basketball basketball on grass, man. You never have to block. You just <laughs> run a route on every single play, and it's all good. And, heck, man, we had two basketball all-region receivers last year. So, heck yeah. uh, I don't know how you get – So, you can't yeah. recruit. Basketball. Yeah, within the halls. <laughs> yeah, within the Legally. <laughs> Legally. <laughs> Legally. Legally. I mean, the reason I, uh, we played them or scrimmaged them uh, my junior year, I was playing safety, and they, they rolled me down. I was essentially playing outside linebacker. And, I mean, now, you know, I'm looking a little stouter than I was then, but, I mean, okay. I was like 140 pounds you soaking like you wet. You fit, fit, the, fit the C gap right now. <sighs> maybe he's, now. He's got maybe some, now. He's got some hips on him. Then, then okay. it was, uh, <laughs> I mean, I was wide out the whole time. I, I played decent. I got a couple, you know, pats on the head from a, a big old running back, but uh, – <laughs> I mean, the moment I was in, you know, we're, we're practicing for that. And just about every play I'd turn to uh, Jay Winter. He was the defense coordinator at the time. I'd be like, are you sure? Are you sure I should be this close to the line Did of scrimmage? I need to be up yeah. here? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm in the box. I yeah. don't know if this is right. Do we so. not have a heavy per personnel? <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah, no, I was on the sidelines for heavy. I did, uh, I watched your mic'd up, mic mic'd up, and uh, you got the heavy call, which I know it's classic in football, but uh, brings back good memories of, of our time in South Knoxville. Yeah, so absolutely. We just uh, gosh, yeah, we just installed our heavy package for goal line this today actually. So mm. that fires me up. It's a little bit different than last year. So it'll be it'll be good. A couple fullbacks in there? Uh no. No? No. no two tight ends. Okay. okay. Two tight ends, two backs. Okay. Not, we don't have a fullback. Maryland Island? No, no, you see. You see. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to okay. get too much away to no, Lenore, yeah, Lenore City. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah like, you're good. they're probably avid listeners i'm sure you they know so yeah, they for sure are. That, that head coach over there like hey coach shelton's get interviewed yeah, yeah. yeah i mean i'm gonna like, we'll promo this and be like x's and o's like we're diving into the playbook yeah coach actually you heavy could, personnel you could, exactly. tell, you could just tell them like you we can edit this uh just fake stuff and then, then 
Bingo. A little reverse. Yes. yes. Yeah, actually, exactly. just show us your wing tee offense for this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to be under center, five backs. That's yes. all we're going to be doing. I love so. that. No, that's, uh, that's crazy. I was like, there's no way. I mean, Hall's got away from it, thankfully. I mean, they used to run, they ran it for 25 years, probably longer than that. But no, uh, nobody did. really, there's not a lot around here, but it, as, as we scheduled that scrimmage and then they switched to the wing tee, mm -hmm. which is a bummer, but <laughs> Lenore City. How you get now, physical, though? They are like single wing, like okay. General oh. Neyland, yeah, single wing. Oh, okay. Two, you don't know who the quarterback is, <laughs> single wing. So they are foot to foot. So it's different, but it'll at least give our guys an opportunity to face another team that doesn't really have receivers, and they yeah. just kind of pack it in there. So yeah, at the end of the day, too, like you are, like I mean, you're responsible for your assignment, like in the same in the same right. vein. So That's and right. it's and it's physical. Like you right. didn't get dirty. It'll be good. I'm yep. excited to see because we were not physical last year. We mm -hmm. were not a tough physical football team i'm sure they'll get some misdirection on us on friday like right. it is what it is i, I want to see our dudes come down and yeah and at attack the end of the, the day box be, flying, and be physical yeah. because the scheme is a scheme we'll have two weeks to prepare for opponents or, or one week for each opponent but two weeks for lenore city and if our guys are willing to put a body on someone like mm -hmm. that's that's what i want to see on friday yeah yeah i love the corner like when you're coaching a corner for that week the only thing you're really telling them don't fall asleep. That's right. That, <laughs> safety's for sure. I'm telling yeah. you, safety's like this is what they're gonna do. Yeah. No, I mean I don't. I hope it doesn't happen, but don't they're going. There's somebody's gonna leak behind, and we're all gonna have a heart attack. Hopefully, they just overthrow or we get a sack. But it, one of those teams, they always leak behind you right. once yep. in a game. So mm -hmm. I was 16. They're gonna fall asleep. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, the it happens. Spans here. Yeah. For sure. What's uh, so you talked about like being physical last year? Obviously, that's part of your program. The way you just talked about, like that's part of your program. Um, what was the buy-in kind of like going through you know, winter workouts into spring football into last year? Like, did you did you feel a buy-in point, or is it kind of just come on slowly going into this year? Yeah, I think anytime there's a change in uh, in coaches, right or wrong, yeah. good or bad, it's just gonna be tough, and it's toughest on the senior class. Mm -hmm. It's just it, it is like. You could have the world's greatest senior class, and I thought we had great seniors last year. Mm -hmm. But even still, they've seen it done a way, one way for three years. And, you know, I'm the new guy, man. You know, like I'm the – and, and it, that's just the way it is. Now, they didn't – there was no contention of uh, them flipping on me or the <laughs> locker room didn't – you know, I've, I've, seen some, I've seen some bad situations in my career. But they did a good job, and even still, it, it's just – I wasn't their career coach mm -hmm. and you know we we had a we did some evaluation at the end of November obviously last year was not what we wanted it's not our expectation not my expectation um, but you just really look at it the biggest thing that we struggled with last year was consistency and I'm not talking about cliche coaching consistency I'm talking literally consistently just showing up to practice right on a day in and day out basis from everybody um, showing up to workouts, showing up to those things consistently, mm -hmm. and and then the toughness. Like we, we weren't particularly tough, and I personally, that's not on the kids. That's yeah. on me. Yeah, that's on me. Like the fact that we were not tough shows that I was not a tough coach. Like I, that's uh, completely on me. It's not on our football players. But I just told our staff, and our staff just did a good job of evaluating. And we came in in December. We had a meeting with our rising guys, and we just said, "Hey, guys." No matter what we do, no matter who we play, this is before the schedule even came out, mm -hmm. no matter how many yards we throw for or wins we get, 
we will be tough and consistent. That's it. Like, we are going to be tough and consistent. And I, I'm telling you, man, I credit the senior class. Even after a 2-8 and eight season, gosh, they jumped on board. And this – I, in high school football, and I've had some – we've been on some good teams. Um, this is one of the best, if not just the most cohesive, best leading senior classes I've ever seen in high school football. It's awesome. After a 2-8 and eight football season. Like, uh, I could go about down a list, and you talk about modeling consistency, you know. Uh, and so, like, for the metrics, we, we increased 92%. Like, we, we, we reward 92% summer attendance. Last year, we had 21 guys get 92% summer attendance. I just had to order 45 guys 92% summer attendance uh, gear, you know. Yeah. Like, just the metrics, we doubled our consistency and we're better and we're tougher and we did all the things to make ourselves tough. So yeah, dude, those seniors, man, they have led this football team. This is their football team. It's not my football team, you know? Yeah. I want to ask you about the coaches. So you come in, you mentioned you're the new guy, but you also have some, some staff that, you know, stayed over from the previous coaching staff. You know, what was that kind of like? And, you know, how did those guys, you know, just want to stay? Yeah, I was, I was fortunate. I didn't have any like weird, uh, clunky, hard, firings or conversations uh most of the guys that were kind of ready to move I guess when a guy retires you know you just kind of have guys that are like it's my time you know and so you know we had three or four guys kind of move on and I met with the the guys that were here and I said hey you know this is kind of my vision I want you to be thinking about it you know I didn't necessarily interview them I wanted them to get to know me too you know they could have very well hated my guts um, Mm -hmm. because I can be uh, not likable um so we just so happens I, I kept four from the previous staff and was able to bring four of my own in. It was a good little mixture. And last year, man, I couldn't have had a better staff because there was no backbiting. Um, there was no – it would have been very easy to turn coat on you. You know, yeah. it would have been very easy to have been like – especially for the, the, the vets of the crew been like, hey, this is not how we used to do it because we didn't do a lot of things the way they used to do mm-hmm. it. Like there's a lot of things changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, man, they were with me. They were with me. They had my back. Um, and I, that was the most important thing for our kids to see, like, hey, the coaches aren't turning on each other. And so they didn't turn on each other, uh, even though it got nasty and it get, got ugly in some of those games. So I was super fortunate. And, you know, you're always going to have some attrition. We added a new uh, new quarterback coach from Central. So uh, that's a, that's a, that was a good hire this year. And Carson Newman too, right? Carson Newman, yeah. yeah Carson Newman, who's an ETSU buck. For a couple of years, transfer. Okay. That's right, baby. Um, and town's up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so he's with us, but it, it's been a good staff, man. It's it's been a good transition. I, I've been very fortunate to have those, just those tough conversations. Yeah. You yeah. can you can tell us now what you really think about Corbin Rude if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you if you want us to do any of the firing or any of those tough conversations, <laughs> yeah, 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 we yeah, can yeah. do that. Corbin was our long snapper one year. So Corbin. Corbin was a long snapper. Yeah, he's, he's a year saying, older than us. Why is he not coaching <laughs> long snappers? Corbin's going to be coaching long snappers <laughs> tomorrow. You can blame he that on me. On long snappers <laughs> you, tomorrow. You can, he's got Alan Kidd doing everything on the specialist circuit. Okay. So you know what yeah. I mean. So Corbin will be coaching long snappers for sure. That's Heck good yeah. news. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah he, he was the guy delivering the ball, uh, I guess, How for a year. He? How was he? Short Pretty snapper good. or long snapper or both? He did – I think he did punts and field goals. Yeah. I think, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't out there for punts. Was Corbin, oh, yeah, I guess was you Corbin were. down there Corbin, Corbin, recover, Corbin did do punts. He recovered a fumble one time. Okay. Yeah. 
dude, dude muffed it, and Corbin got on it. I think he did. Or maybe he, he was just first guy down there. Little silly, right? <laughs> he's a big speed guy. You yeah, yeah. He's an athlete. He's got. He's got baseball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How big is his head? Have you have you measured his hat size? Dude, you still probably have the helmet laying around. Order hats. They never. They never, never fit. fit. Like, yeah. he's like, yeah, just keep that and give it to someone else because it's not going to fit. <laughs> yeah. like, You'd have is, to take all the padding out of this helmet. So you he have wear. to, like, custom fit his head for a, <laughs> for a freaking hat, man. I love him to death, but it's yeah. like, I hate it for you, man. Sorry. Yeah. No, he's the so, best. He really yeah, is. I love Corbin. He'll be good for yeah. us. For sure. He does a good job with our D-line, and uh, kids love him, obviously. Uh, really good in the coach's office. Funny guy. Uh, yeah. Good to have over the house, hanging out a little bit, so. Do you, do you think you can uh, get a coach out of retirement? A little certain person off, off the lake. Dude, oh, dude, I wish. <laughs> I wish we get Tracy Ray back. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, I mean, I talk to him every now and then. He's like, uh, he, he calls when I need a call. I don't know how it happens. I don't know how he knows it, too. But he'll call me or text me, and it'll be after the worst practice or the <laughs> worst workout or the most drama and so, like, that cat has been uh, been so supportive. So, He's just a, a guy's guy. Being, oh, yeah. Man. He no texts doubt. us no matter how bad our episode is. He'd be like, great episode, guys. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Every time. Yeah, he, yeah sometimes says, I go to sleep on Thursdays. I'm like, didn't get a text from Tracy. Don't worry. Friday, like, on his drive into work, we get it. So. <laughs> yeah, man, he'll just text me and be like, hey, good luck at, uh, you know, like, good luck at Easter service today. You know, like, he'll just, he'll just hit you with, like, a good luck at just random times. It'd be oh, awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it, it won't take too much. He'll get tired of it. He misses it. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Let's uh, get into your playing days a little bit. Oh, I did. Boy. I did some research. Oh, boy. We, yeah, I can use the internet. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Maryville. And did you did you play at ETSU or just play at Maryville? No. So, I went to Maryville College. Okay. Uh, played at Maryville for a couple of years. Transferred to ETSU. That was uh, right, about two years after. My graduating to, senior year was okay. the year that they shut the program down. I was about to say, I was trying to figure out timing, but I couldn't, yeah. couldn't do it. So, so. when I transferred uh, – you know, just straight up. I have told these guys a bunch. I, I know, no, I was uh, an idiot at Maryville College. Like I was uh, constantly playing dynasty mode on NCAA. Oh yeah, that's yeah. all I did. Uh, took, we still do it. <laughs> took, uh, who was it? I think I was a big Louisiana. I took Louisiana Tech, oh, you gosh. know, to the Natty, and I was recruiting. And man, those grades suffered heavily yeah. because of that. Was only over to hang, hang on for a couple years and. Uh, man, that, that move to ETSU, nothing against Maryville. Like, I just matured and uh, became a scenery. better person. Mm-hmm. And, again, that humbled me. I needed to be humbled. And I thought I was hot stuff as a football player. And I needed to be humbled a little bit. And Maryville humbled me a little <laughs> bit from the academic standpoint. So, yeah, I played there a little bit. And okay. transferred to ETSU and graduated. So, who did you play – when you were at Cock County, you weren't in the IMAC. So, who did, who did you – Play. We were well. We were in the IMAC. Okay. We uh, our we played. I played it for West Jones. I was there from '99 to '03. We played Morristown West, Morristown East. Uh, we always played Jeff County, but they were they were never a region opponent. Um, Cherokee, Greenville, Cherokee uh, Volunteer was a region opponent at that time. David Crockett was a, a region opponent. Okay, wow. We came down to. Central and played Knox Central for uh, a non-conference. Um, Seymour, we played Seymour for a, a non-region game. Yeah. Uh, but those, it was always Morristown West, Morristown East, Cherokee. Gotcha. You know, those, those teams. Yeah, we played in the IMAC, and I, I vividly remember um, Cherokee and 
Collett County always had high grass. Every time we went. Yeah. Slow us down. <laughs> yeah. Not that I needed to be slowed down, but slow us <laughs> yeah. down. Hedrick Field, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hedrick Field. Yeah. Cherokee got turf. Did they? Oh, nice. They have turf now. Okay. They have turf. Cotton County does not. They do have uh, – They sold some of those fireworks, and they started – they, they got some turf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They uh, – Cotton County, they have a uh, – like one of those automated mowers, though. Or, oh. oh, no, sorry, auto- automated uh, line paints. Oh, nice. Okay. So they have that for sure. Wow. Yeah, they still have that grass on that natural surface. Is that, is, speaking of painting, is that why you decided to come back to high school football? You don't have to paint anymore over here? Because yeah. that's the worst part. <laughs> Dude, I, that was my, fir- my first five years of coaching. It was at Unicoi County. It was all painting. And then my first year at, at Bearden, we had uh, no turf. So I don't know, man. Those Thursday nights at Unicoi County, we had a really tight-knit group. I was yeah. super young. I was like 23, 24 years old. So staying up was nothing. So like those Thursday nights – just like bonding and like putting music all over the loudspeakers and yeah. and painting was actually kind of fun. Like after you go Sunday through Thursday and you're just like working, like you know the haze in the barn, and yeah. uh, you're with your boys. You get some gas station food. <laughs> you just sit there and just like look at your work. You know that's this that's kind of fun. It was yeah. it was nice. Okay. So. Better man than me. I had, do, I had to do it for the soccer field. For I don't want it. Years. I don't, I don't want like, it back. I don't want I, it back. I'm good with the turf. I'm good. That was twice a week, and then spring and fall, and it was. I mean, there were. I mean, like the first one, you know, you feel good. You're like, oh, lines are on the field. We're playing. And then, yeah. like the fifth, sixth one, you're like, this is stupid. But for football, <laughs> can we play without lines? For football, you only need five a game or five a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not. It's not as bad. It's nice. How do you ever use this practice field? We're in the works of getting it right. Okay. So there's some divots. I don't really want to go up there and lose a kid to a messed up ankle. Right. The turf is, or the the grass is good. Like it's still maintained well. Still, you can tell people have parked up there, and so there's <laughs> some, not terrible, uh, but the irrigation's right. And like the fastest, the faster I can get up there to practice, the better it is. Like I I know that it's just so much better for you. The right. Gra- you got great grass. It's just so much better. And that way we're not we're always up in soccer's way. We're always up in girls' soccer's way, and so give them a full field every now and then, get us off the turf a little bit. Yeah. And that's – and plus, like, right now, that turf is hot. It's right. awful yeah. uh, on that black turf. So, it's uh, – I can't wait. It probably won't be this year, but next year we'll be practicing most of the time on that grass. Yeah. I'm glad you ran a little camp. You need – you know, these kids don't get camp anymore. That's, like, the worst and the best times. No you, doubt. It's, there's nothing better than sitting down at, like, 4 o'clock and seeing the heat waves come off the turf. Yeah. You're like, ah, this is July. Now, I'll tell you, our camp was not like – your camp or my camp. One three it is. <laughs> we yeah we we set it up. Uh, we fed them breakfast. We got them here. Fed them breakfast and we ate, uh, we met and we lifted and then we got a morning practice in pads and then we feed them again and then we'd meet again and then we'd walk through in the heat of the day. Yeah. So. It's still a grind, though. It's a grind, but it was it was good. We brought the slip and slide out, you know. We did some team bonding type stuff. Mm. And anytime you feed these kids, man, we fed them eight meals throughout the week, so they were like fired up. And the kid, we talk about the community, like the community, just like showed out for mm. our kids, just like brought tons of food, tons of drinks, and and it was all gone. It was <laughs> completely. I think we went through six. What was it? Six hundred and eighty Gatorades. Oh, that's amazing. 680 Gatorades. It means they're hydrated. Which is probably not <laughs> unbelievably healthy, but whatever, man. They need calories. Yeah. It is yeah, what it something. is. Yeah. What's the slip and slide like on the turf? I meant to ask you that. Dude. I feel like it would be. Bad, 
bad move for the boy <laughs> this year. So we did it in the morning last year. This year, we were like, oh, we're going to walk through. And we had it all set up. And it was like 2 o'clock. And it was last week, which was the hottest week of the year. Yeah. Mm. And I stepped on that turf, and I was like, I'm going to lose kids <laughs> to third-degree burns yeah, from this turf. So, like, kids were, like, tiptoeing around and having to stand in the water. And I was thinking, I'm the dumbest coach <laughs> trying to do something cool for these kids. But so, we got them. them off pretty fast. Like, we got them out of there pretty fast. And Have you thought about the hill next time, or is that too dangerous? Yes, I have. But the problem is trying to get the water hook up. Ah, okay. You know, water behind yeah. the scoreboard, very easy. And, mm -hmm. yeah, down the big hill – get a little nervous about that yeah for sure i've slid, still I've slid down it now that means the you know the track's covered in snow at that point but a little safer yeah i've slid i've slid like down that. that hill oh yeah next multiple year. times next year yeah next year we'll have, we'll have more kids so we can afford to you know no big deal yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll bring in the snow machine right. ober will come down and set us all up that's uh well, I don't know. You got anything else? I got I one more question. I, say, I don't have a last question. Logan. Yeah, I got Should've I got one more question. So, uh, last question. Um, do we have a sponsor we can uh, – Underdog Collectibles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out. Yeah, last question. <laughs> Let's go. Um, did you know when you were going to be a coach that you would no longer be Paul or Sheldon? You would just be coach from then on? That's a good, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think about that. Um but it's uh, like it is a badge of honor. I, I'm mm -hmm. I am getting to the point now at 38 that like the first round of cats that I coach now are like going through med school and they're doing the thing like they're becoming adults and then those cats are still are calling me coach and uh, that doesn't mean that much when you're 24, 25, 26 or whatever. But it's starting to mean a whole lot more now. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's 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 really cool um, to to be that to somebody. I think I, I feel bad for the kids I coached early on. Like, I, I just was not a, as good of a coach then, you know. Like, so uh, I just keep thinking about that. I'm constantly trying to be like, okay, I want the kids that get 38-year-old Coach Shelton to be, uh, you know, a lot more thankful mm -hmm. uh, than, and, and, and a lot more impacted. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's a badge of honor. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate I, you coming I, on. I do have a last question. Okay. Here we go. okay. So I was doing the research, <clears throat> and I Googled Paul Shelton ETSU. I was trying to figure out if you, if you played up at uh, up in Johnson City. Were you in a production of To Kill a Mockingbird? Is that is that your – is that correct? No. No? Okay. No. I was never, maybe never, you were a theater never that. Man, I should have okay. just doubled down and been like, yeah, that was, uh, that was me. I couldn't know? figure out the years, so I was like, I'm just going to ask him. No, we'll I, was find just out. A, I was just a flag football intramural referee okay. and dude, yeah. you know, eating pals. Oh, That's man. all I did. You I know? lived up there for about oh, two years. Dude, I met it. my wife. I dream about it. Just living life up there, you <laughs> know? I love some pals. Did, we should feed the kids pals. They should get to experience pals. <laughs> dude, if we go to Northeast Tennessee at all, we will have a post-game pals, pals okay. run. Yeah. That would be I'll so go through we we the, we the drive-thru for you. You text we, me the order. I'll go through the drive-thru. Uh, you can't get the bus We there. played Gibbs in Jeff City last year. Oh, yeah. That's right. Rough game. Rough mm. game for the boys. <laughs> a rough game for the boys, but I had planned that if we won, we were going to go to we were going to Pals afterwards for a little post game snack. Heck but yeah. we just wanted to get back after that <laughs> one. That was a tough one. So. I get that. Yeah. I get that. I feel you. Well, I appreciate it, man. It's yeah. been a ton of fun. Sorry for holding you. I know this is a Shoot, busy no, time man. of year, so uh, we'll let you get back at it. And uh, it's a dream come true. Go. It's awesome, man. Yeah. For real, appreciate you guys having. Thank me. you. Yeah, go, win, go win some games this year. Yeah. How about it? Go Keys. Go Keys for sure. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. That was South Doyle head coach.
Paul Shelton. Such fun having him on. Yeah, get your get your headphones in there, Landon. I feel like we might need to set up like a weekly weekly thing with him. That's how much fun that was. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Um, Good on the mic too. Yeah, yeah, he 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 was killing it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was already enjoyed that. I'm I'm back to being a South Dole fan again. Back to being it. Uh, I've always been. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I always have been, but I haven't really been a fan. I've been a fair yeah. weather fan these past couple of years. Okay. So, uh, yeah, he uh, back on. I was, it. I, full disclosure, I was, I'd been sold on him prior to that interview, but uh, dude, that story about him, like, hey, I know I'm living in you know California right now, but I'll hop on a flight right now, so you know I'm serious. Like, we can meet right now. Uh, that's that. Like, I'm I'm a hundred percent in. That that's all. One hundred and ten, I guess now because I was already a hundred percent in. Yeah, we were talking to him a little bit after that, and the fact that he has his kids. He's not living in South Knoxville currently. Housing market, tough. Give us a dress. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but but he said he is sending his kids to uh, to South Knoxville schools, and that's that's all you want. Yeah, like going back to that community. Um, like, yeah, that, that's kind of like what – like, uh, how to say this right? Like, that's kind of like what – I guess like being involved with sports growing up that kind of like taught me and like, mm-hmm. I'm not like trying to say South Knox was like the only community like this. Like it's all, it's all over the world, all over the, the country. Um, but like, that's where like, that's where people like build character, learn to deal with like, that's, you know, learn to deal with adversity, learn mm-hmm. um, about the sense of community, about helping people through adversity and help. Like that's like, that's a lot of the things that that teaches you. So you yeah. Like, deep, dog. You need Dude, I, that's, I mean, that's kind of what makes me mad about the transfer portal in, in high school. Um, <laughs> transfer portal. <laughs> it is. It's a transfer portal now that, that like, I feel like a lot of, we talked about it. I mean, listen, I here's, gonna, here's I, my I thing. We're going to get a scholarship in football ever. Yeah, you could. But if I could get one, you could get one. Okay. But I could have, I could have gotten many a full rides for academics or for other things. Dude, for being in- are you smart, dog? <laughs> I'm much smarter. I'm much smarter than I allowed myself to be. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. No, I mean, I, they do not tell you the types of um, like service scholarships and academic scholarships that are available. Like when yeah. we were younger, mm-hmm. they, they, they'll tell you though that, oh, uh, sports will pay for your school. They forget to tell you that's only at one level of it. And even then that's really only football and basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, tough for sure. They leave that part out of it until you're about a senior in high school and you get that first offer and it's for $3,000 a semester to a $30,000 school. Yeah. (laughs) Here's here's my thing with the whole transfer thing. If if your buddy is leaving his school to go to another school, even though all of his friends play on that school that might not be that great, he wasn't really your friend. Oh wow! Yeah, that's, that's deep right there. Yeah, like you're, you're yeah, telling me really your now. friend. There's there's no there's no scholarship. There's no state championship ring that can replace hanging out with the boys. There's yeah, dude. Like just learning, learn, that's that's where you learn. That's where guys learn to be dudes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Also, the funny thing is, a lot of these kids that are transferring right now already have scholarship offers. Like, it's just about winning. Can we just say that too? Yeah. I'm, these these coaches, these college coaches, get paid a lot of money to recruit from all over. 
If you're good enough, they'll find you, especially exactly. now. Like that's exactly. always been true, yeah. but especially now with yeah. the camps, that's another thing. If you want to get recruited, you go to the camps. And and like the age of social media. Yeah. Like if you have a video out there that you're just a freaking stud in, somebody's going to see it. Yeah. As long as your dad's not as annoying as baby Gronk's dad. He might not get recruited because of that if he's ever good enough to be recruited. People, they do know who he is, so I guess maybe that, point. Uh, point. Maybe it's not in a great light, but, you know. <laughs> bad PR's good. All What is it? Bad uh, bad pubs? Good pub? Yeah. So, no, it's uh, I, I kind of going back into all that. We, we, did, get to cha- we get, did get a chance to uh, sit down and talk with with coach a little bit before and after. And um, I'm just really encouraged by, you know, so, I mean, it's no secret. Like South of Wheels never, even in its best years, like they're still not like a powerhouse program. And um, that may not be like ever what they are at, but I like the direction that it's going. And, and like, it's a guy who, um, who has the sense of a championship program, not a championship team. And I love that. Um, obviously I want South of Wheels to win football games, but I also want like South of Wheels to be, something that people are proud of. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, I saw a lot of, um, you know, castles being like a breakout player for Tennessee. And I, I think it is cool that we kind of got to tie in Tennessee a little yeah. bit um, with Callan castles and him wearing 34 cowboy collar. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you see me in a cowboy collar, we did. That's us. Yes. <laughs> that's us. We want full credit for that. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, our, I had a, had a ton of fun. I, I hope we get to get him on the show before like too long again. I mean, yeah, that was our again, but... third time doing a live show. Third in time person? in person. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, third, second. Who else do we have? With Mark Thomas. Okay, that's why I want to show. You did a great right. job interviewing, but okay. Yeah, in person, in person. <laughs> okay, All right. third ish. Yeah, third, <laughs> two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. Um, but yeah, and shout out to letting us use the facility. It felt good to be back in. That's another thing I told him uh, when we got done. I said, man, I love what you've done with the facility, but you took the, you took the locker room smell out. Like I used to be able to walk in and just get hit with a flood of memories on that first whiff. And now it's like, what's, what's happened? It looks great. Um, it smells great, <laughs> but, uh, it doesn't smell like I remember it smelling. I gotta yeah, go. I'm gonna have to, was... I'm gonna have to let him go in. Like he's gonna have to let me go in after like the scrimmage Friday night when it smelled, you know, get all the sweat going pads are nasty from a week of practice that's when i need to go in yeah i think when you get to college you realize like locker rooms don't have to be just like the like a infested with disease <laughs> right yeah that's i definitely <laughs> was just smelling staff for sure um but yeah no great time love yeah. it thanks coach shelton for uh having us hosting us hey we'll do it again for sure yeah good luck this season go keys um i guess let's start with uh questions we have any more i tried to keep up on twitter just in case we had some uh some about high school football um it's any but prior either we got one who is the biggest breakout player on tennessee's defense this season mm. yeah and it's well, not it's not twitter anymore caleb so <laughs> i don't care i don't care it's gonna always be i actually tweeted that today i said we're live on x but <laughs> it sounded funny to me. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, re- great... repost this. I hate that. Oh, that's what it is now. It's not a retweet. I guess it can't be a retweet. Yeah, repost. Should be re X. Yeah, re X this bad boy. Are we Xing things now? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. 
<laughs> that uh, will end up looking like a uh, good God. He was my most important of the week. The um, what is his name? Good Lord, just flying knee knocks someone out Saturday night. Oh, uh, Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, he was xing things already. <laughs> um, this is interesting. I, I've seen a bunch of uh, Aaron Beasley comments. I'm like, I think his breakout year was last year, guys. But thank you. I mean, that's cool. I'd love for him to get better. Yeah, sure. One percent. One one percent. One percent better. Um, God. Uh, I think I'm gonna go. Are we, are we looking towards? Like, what are your thoughts? Are we looking towards secondary? Are we looking towards? I, I think it's. I think it's an edge rusher. I think it's James Pierce, and okay. or Joshua Josephs. Whoever, you know wins that job, I think it will that will be your breakout player. I think both those guys have an opportunity to um play a lot this season and mm-hmm. and have a real uh, real like job. job yeah. That doesn't sound right. But have have a good like production in, in, in yeah in in the defense. I can't even think of what I was trying to say. I'm just thinking yeah. about all them all those sacks they're gonna get. That's that's that would be a great thought to have, but I I, I think Danico Slaughter is a good one. Um, you know maybe his breakout game I guess was against Kentucky, but um, I'd like to see more of him. He, he is at corner for good. It seems like mm-hmm. so. You know I think he should only get better at the position. Okay. Um, I think like I. I just feel like, which I'm now I'm like thinking about the Florida game. He had one play that was not great, but like I want to see, and I don't know how, kind of going back into how many snaps he'll get. But Christian Charles, I just feel like we could see. I feel like speed kills, and he has a lot of it. Um, that's one guy that I just think if you, I don't know, our secondary is just not great altogether. He's got to go back as, to safety though. But he he is, isn't he? Didn't he make? Yeah, that move? yeah. Okay. I think he is back at safety, but yeah, yeah. It's, that's where he's gonna. Yeah, that's – I mean, well, you can't really use your speed all that. If you're using your speed at corner, that means you're probably not good. Yeah, and I, I don't really get that. He was at safety and you move in the corner, I guess, because well, you had to. But right. it, it it wasn't a great switch, in my opinion. Right. I like your your guys on the line in terms of James Pearson. I, I think Joshua Joseph's given more snaps. Like, he's going to be a guy that you hear a lot of his name. Yeah, they're, again, they're kind of freaks. De- yeah, kind of, again, depending on how often he plays. But – Every time he played last year, it seems like you heard his name. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I like both of those. I, I would I would love to find out that Christian Charles is that dude. Yeah. I just, I, he's a guy that I feel like he's on the field. He he usually impacts play in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw some Arian Carters, and uh, you know we'll see kind of what his yeah. role is. But yeah. um, he seems like a dude. But I don't. It's, it's got to be tough to be a freshman and get on the field as a linebacker. I mean. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. He's on the field. I think. I, like it, I think if he is on the field with the depth Tennessee has right now, I I think that's a, a great good thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I think that's I was, an I mean, I was about to say, thing. That doesn't yeah, happen very often. Right, your linebackers should be better this year yeah. as a group. Yep. Um. Okay. Also, like Tyree West, I think that's okay. A, that's a good one. I've seen a. <clears throat> I've seen Elijah Herring's name twice mm-hmm. now in two days. I feel like that's an interesting. You saw some of him last year, most mostly in in garbage time, but some not. And interested to see what's yeah. He there. had a few packages in there. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I'd like to see more of him. Yeah, the, I, I think there's a ton 
in that defense. I think Wesley Walker, I don't know if you'd really, however you define breakout player, but a guy that I think should have started at safety. Uh, yeah. Maybe some people disagree with me, but I think he was probably your best safety last year and, you know, just didn't, for whatever reason, just didn't see it. Um, didn't see the, the playing time that he probably was thinking when he transferred here. Right. Uh, but now he's back for another year. It looks like he's going to start at one of those safety spots. And, you know, he was the guy that was around the ball pretty much every time and uh, made some big plays in the run game. You know, didn't make a ton of interceptions, but right. um, just being around the football, I think that takes instincts and um, just got to finish the play when you get there. Yeah, for sure. All right. Stupidity? Stupidity, yeah. Let's do it. You got any? I do. I'm going to have to scroll through. Okay, go ahead. Um, my first one's, and in, in, in Knoxvillians may know this name, even though he covers the Texans. He used to be. I haven't listened to radio in a long time. He used to have a weekly segment uh, with John and Jimmy. It's, it's John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. I don't even know if he's still at the Houston Chronicle. He used to be when he came on the show. Um, he tweeted back at the owner of the Houston Texans, who I guess was in an air-conditioned tent at camp. He said, a perk of being the controlling owner, Janice McNair watches from an air-conditioned tent. Wonder if she'll consider an air-conditioned tent for the media. Houston Texans PR responded, there's literally an air-conditioned tent for media at every practice and a picture of it. <laughs> I mean, he's been covering the Texans since I was little, so I feel like he should know about It's not like he's a new guy. Yeah. Wow. That's just dumb. It's bad. Also, to get called out like that, just. Yeah, not great. No. He's had better days, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Um, My first one is uh, the girl that covers Vanderbilt. I don't know why she's so obsessed with Tennessee, I guess. I know. She wants, yeah. she wants to be working a little farther east than she is right now. Exactly. Yeah, she just isn't good enough, so be better. She says, it's 2026. The Mets, the best team in baseball, are in game six of the NLCS, and Drew Gilbert is having a huge series. Then he visibly yells an F-bomb on TV, takes himself out of the rest of the series with the ensuing ejection, and the Mets lose game seven. First um, off, the Mets were going to lose game seven anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Also, I think that's awesome that Drew Gilbert is actually in that position. And um, <laughs> if they lose game seven, that's because they're the Mets, like you said. So uh, that sounds like an ideal scenario for me, being a Yankees fan. So Yeah, and, and as, if a Vanderbilt fan tweeted that, it would like – obviously we're going to say the same thing. But like it's a little trashy that someone who is supposed to be a beat writer for Vanderbilt – I don't know. Like she probably holds herself. It's the same thing as talking about those people that voted for Vanderbilt to win the East. If you're like me and you, and you're just openly admitting that's a joke, that's fine. But then you're probably going to say something super uppity and, and just like, I'm, Oh, I'm a real journalist or something like that. But then you tweet crap like that. Yeah. So are you a real journalist? Cause I'm going to go with, I don't know what a real journalist is. If we're just being hundred percent honest, but I'm going to go with no. Yeah, she's bored. Vanderbilt's season got cut a little short, so I guess she's just been bored true. for a while. Um, and she didn't have anything else to do until baseball season's back around because God knows I'm not – if I was in her shoes, I would not cover that football team. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Have you changed your name to Commodore yet to try to get season tickets? 
I should. Yeah. <laughs> I should. Yeah, I can't just spend the eleven dollars a ticket on them. I got to change my name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like they should pay you. You should get. They should pay you to change your name, and not in season tickets. Like season tickets, yeah. should be like that. That seems like a punishment almost. Right. There. I mean, there's a good joke. When I was little, I remember used to go around about um, someone who left two free tickets on the the hood of their dashboard, and when they got back, the the windshield was broken, and there were six tickets to Vanderbilt, <laughs> Vanderbilt game. <laughs> awesome. That is a very dad joke. I like yeah, that. I think my dad told it to me. Um, <laughs> it was a good one. Uh, I did have a I, I had a fail that I was going to do on Sunday, but it's now turned into a stupidity. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard the story. I don't I don't have the names. I probably need to. Probably should have looked those up before. Uh, maybe Joey or Dylan, as I'm telling the story, you might recognize it. Maybe give me the names. Uh, so the wife of an Auburn football player, former football player, uh, she was arrested for hiring a her bohemian, I believe is how you say it. She, I guess they like, visited the Bahamas often. She had an affair with some dude there. She, her and that guy that she was having an affair with hired someone, um, Robert Shiver, his wife, uh, Lindsay Shiver. That sounds familiar. familiar. Um but they hired this guy to kill them. So hired a hitman. They get arrested. All three get arrested, found out, arrested. The stupidity now is that the husband has bailed her out for $100,000. Has bailed her out of jail. And the other two are out on bond now. I don't know, dude. I feel like you just like... I, I feel like you kind of ate little, it in your own. Is that suicide at this point? Yeah, that, that gets a little too forgiving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are yeah. we doing? I mean, um, I, so, I know forgiveness is a, a big thing that that people teach and coach and stuff, but man, maybe that's a little too soon. Before I'm just like, yeah. forgive you. Here's hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, Auburn's not really had a, a good good run runabout with some some recent things outside of football. It has nothing to do with football. This guy yeah. they did have a I guy mean, dive into the pool with socks on. I don't know if that's I trust bad. that player. You got Tommy Tuberville being Tommy Tuberville. Mm-hmm. Um you also have my next stupidity. Have you seen their upgrades to Jordan Hare? Mm-mm. So they're putting um like seats on the field essentially. Let me see what I mean I don't have it pulled up exactly but I mean this is it. Like it's just bar stools and like a couple TVs in one end zone cute um this one i mean they're just like putting up tents for god knows how much money you're not gonna be able to see the game like if i'm not gonna be able to see the game make it an experience man hmm. you know don't don't <laughs> don't put some bar stools up for me um so that's interesting so yeah auburn's just really just hitting the nail on the head here lately yeah couldn't happen to a better guy than yeah they, they did also i mean i guess football related they hired joel Stein to be their head coach so but the good news is, is like all the, you know, all the working women in, in Auburn have probably been saved recently. So that's a big up. Yeah. Good for them. Isn't that what he was doing with his phone numbers originally? Those phone numbers? Just praying and saving? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, he was doing something. <laughs> um, whatever the, the kids call it these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would I be have... my, if I got caught, that's my first move. I was oh, just yeah. praying for her, officer. Yeah. <laughs> I have um it's now old miss linebacker, but it was Clemson linebacker TJ Dudley. Is this true? Have we gotten any more reports about it? There's like a yeah, there's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um but yeah, he was dismissed for selling pictures of unsuspected teammates in the locker room via OnlyFans. 
how much money he make. That'll determine my guilt, <laughs> guilt or yeah, innocence for does him. Does that count as his NIL? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, so so give me like what's the more neat? I just saw the initial stuff and like nothing seemed to like be validated. So what's the more like what's come out of it since? Um. Well, as soon as it came out, he entered the transfer portal, obviously. Okay. And then yeah. he committed to Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. So I just think it has to be true. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> we're, we're just following trails here. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, uh, I'm trying to figure out like what pictures, which kind of goes into it. Like we, we joke about how if I could make money on OnlyFans, I would. I'd do it. Like there's there's a niche for everything. Like I probably could. Yeah, I think I'm just going to plan guys trips and like we all are in the <laughs> That's shower. That's our content. Gonna, yeah, I'm just going to take pictures of y'all and sell them. <laughs> all right. Also, like, Airbnb owners already doing that. So, yeah. And like from my experience in locker rooms, the people that are always naked in the locker rooms are the people you probably wouldn't make a lot of money off of. No. Well, again, there's a niche for everything. So you might. Yeah. Maybe. But you might. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I spent 30 minutes just like reading the comments. And it was all these videos of, yeah, just like TJ Dudley in the locker room. And it was like some guy like just holding his phone up real close to his chest, taking pictures. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting move. So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I'll say that like we phones were prevalent when we were of that age, but not as like the pictures we that were taken when we were from cell phones when we were in high school, they're all grainy. Couldn't see what was going on. Well, my thing is like, okay, so it's like one that thing we were saying like, a little bit. Yeah, it's one thing to just snap a picture and like send it to all your buddies and be like, hey, even what? then, pretty weird. Yeah, kind of weird, <laughs> but still like, like it's somebody's ass. Just like snap a picture and be like, oh, how many pictures of people's ass up? did you take? What are what are we what are you telling me right now? I mean, not a not, no, not like that. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about like he was literally like taking all these pictures, probably editing them, and like oh. being like, oh yeah, that's a that's a good one. I wonder if he's got <laughs> any. What, what, what are the north? What does the northwestern OnlyFans look like? Oh yeah, probably bad. Yeah. Also, maybe, who caught maybe, who caught him? How did they I don't find know, this maybe, out? Somebody heard he was doing this, and Northwestern was like, "Hey, we got to one up them. Yeah, we got to do <laughs> naked uh, center and quarterback exchanges." Dude, if that was going on at Tennessee, Andy Bowser would pay his entire paycheck to be on that OnlyFans. <laughs> I mean, that's how it had to be found out, right? Some like super fan subscribed to that page or whatever. Oh yeah, and he was like, "Oh, wait a minute." That's our starting left guard. <laughs> yeah, the next um, spring game they have where they just allow people to bring their own stuff to get signed with autographs is going to be just <laughs> nude photos of half the football team. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to unfortunately be 45-year-old white dudes that are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, will you sign this? Yeah, sign it right there. Right there. The shaft, Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting story. I, I I hope it's not true because that's really disturbing, but like part of me also, I need it to be true for the story itself. Yeah. He he didn't take uh, losing the ball very Who's well. Frank Gore of the week on the Clemson roster? That's yeah. what we need to know now. Let's get this guy on the pod. Let's talk. Mm -hmm. Let's do it.
Also, like is, his, is his OnlyFans still there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, also, I have one more. It's uh, Iowa's kicker, Aaron Blom. Uh, he was accused of uh, underage sports wagering. So he placed eight bets on Iowa sports, including the under in the 2021 Iowa Iowa State game. Only eight bets? Because I also saw $4,000. Dang, he had a heck of money. Yeah. So Iowa State's quarterback also did this. Yeah, Joey said it. I saw a lot of people saying, I mean, who amongst us has, has not bet on an Iowa under? I mean, honestly. It was a lot. Right, but the, the kicker? Yeah, no, 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 no. You can't. I've always said it. You can bet on yourself. That's it. You can bet on Iowa to win. That's it. Because there is a video of the quarterback going around, and he's hammered. He's at a bar, and he bets some girl. Like, that's not what got him in trouble. He obviously had an account on DraftKings FanDuel or something. Yeah. But he bets some girl in this video. He can barely talk. He bets her $500 at Iowa will win. I'm good with that. You should be able yeah, to Yeah, bet on your team to win. I don't know if you should do under over. No, the only, especially, especially the when the kicker time, goes out there. <laughs> the only time I'll allow is like the Army-Navy game when it's like always goes under. But if those guys are betting the over, they're betting on themselves to score more okay. points, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll allow that. All right. Yeah, and they're they're the most honorable dudes on the planet. So, like, they're not going to, like, sure. cheat. They're just trying to score. Yeah. But bet on the under, I mean, those – those poor kids in that hospital, they want to see that. They don't want to see the under. They yeah. want to see the over. So don't no bet one's on ever that. considered what are we that that where the hospital the placement of that hospital, what we've subjected those kids to. No one's considered that. <laughs> yeah. What about the kids? I mean, they would probably like the fact that the highlight of their game is fans waving to them is a sad sign of what's happening inside that stadium. Yeah. I'm just thinking like they watch Iowa football so much. If they watch one game of Tennessee's offense. They'd probably just like go into shock. They are learning about grit because I mean that's grit to just even watch all those games. Yeah. I yeah, like jo- Joey Dillon. Do you, if y'all have any, <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's going to say it loud. <laughs> y'all can get. Oh, in I here thought too. you were like come in, come in and give us your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he can. <laughs> Joey, you subscribe to TJ Dudley's OnlyFans, right? Brutus just came and said he would have bet on the Iowa under two. <laughs> So, no comment. <laughs> you, you did or did not? <laughs> not saying it. All right. Would would you guys? What was the cover y'all would pay to get in Johnny Manziel's uh, money bar that he's uh, making in College Station? Zero dollars. Yeah. Unless he was there, then an obscene amount of money. Yeah. Well, if he's there, you can just sit outside because you know he's going to do some stupid and get you know, arrested or tackled something outside the bar. So I can, I, that's, that's a good point. We're going to get a good video of him getting kicked out of his own bar this year, aren't we? That, that's going to be awesome. That will that's be awesome. Sick. He's going to be like that guy at the uh, – I think it was at Kid Rocks that, that got caught throwing his colostomy bag around. It's going to be it's gonna be Johnny Mansell. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't let Urban Meyer in there. Oh, they probably also, got a special, se- special section for him. Blondes only. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um – Bishop Sycamore, BSI, is coming out with a documentary. That's going to mm-hmm. be sick. See, it is funny. Page, I, I saw, but it, but BSI the, is a great name for it. Yeah. Did you see the uh, promo with the coach? He's like, did I do anything illegal? Did I do any like, – he goes on this range. He's like, am I in jail? 
Yeah, he I was like, <laughs> I'm the best liar ever. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he said he was the most honest liar ever. And I was That's like, what, that yeah. doesn't seem right. Yeah. I would love if he was like, am I in jail? And then like the cops come in and put him in handcuffs and take him out. <laughs> Definitely a narcissist for sure. Also, I feel like I don't know what he did that would be illegal necessarily, but I would think like there has to be a level of fraud in there. Correct. Yeah. I mean, like don't like parents get like truancy. Isn't that a thing? Right. I mean, they didn't they, go to school. They didn't go to school, but he was telling them it was a school. I don't know. I feel, I feel like somewhere I'm interested to like, I guess I'll learn more about it in this documentary. Yeah. I want to know, like, did they just go to a random building and that was like <laughs> school and they just watched film? I'm just, I don't know. They definitely didn't watch film. I don't know if you watched them play. They definitely didn't watch film. Also, it's, I feel like he should be on some kind of list. Like that's pretty predatory. Yeah. To lure kids in like that. Yeah, no, for sure. They weren't, Which I mean, it, they weren't kids. They were like, 35 but there were there were some kids yeah but yeah there were there was also grown men playing high schoolers <laughs> which there, again there was like a 30 year old yeah yeah no there were some old dudes but there was a guy that was like a senior in high school that was on oh. the roster yeah That's nice. <laughs> did he i know a lot like one of the kids was just like yeah they told us like we'd get to go to alabama and, and different places like that did that 30 year old think he was going to end up at alabama <laughs> uh i've yeah, probably. I've seen. Yeah. I mean, I won't say that. Quality yeah. control. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder if he okay. sold it as like a scam, or if he sold it as like you have one more chance to be seen, like in front of you know IMG scouts and stuff like that. This is last chance high school, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I can't Brown wait to uh, compare it to like Firefest, like Billy and who, whatever this coach's name is. Like, who is worse? I think Billy's like back out running scams again. Oh, good for him. Which that's the funny thing is these dudes get out of jail that are like that and they just run more scams. Yeah, he was in a podcast the other day and was like basically just like not only defending himself, but just saying like that he was smart for out like like he's the one he he ended up winning. Like he was trying to explain right. that he's he's beating the system. And he was I I heard him on one podcast and he was I like love that. You can't his, keep him can't keep a man down. No, he was like explaining his latest venture and it just sounded like a scam. I was like that. You're just running another scam. I thought he was trying to do like he was trying to like make it better this time. Firefest. He's doing Firefest yeah. again. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, we I'll, go. I'll, yeah, we should go. Honestly, we, we should. I'm not taking one for the team like that guy did, though. Not <laughs> Absolutely <really>. not. <laughs> hey, you'll do anything for some water. eventually. Yeah. <laughs> did he do that and then they not get water? Because that would be hilarious. Because wasn't that about getting like massive, like a ton of cases of water? Wasn't that what that was all about? It was something. I don't remember what exactly it was. Okay. That did you get an OnlyFans? <laughs> DJ Dudley would be all over that. <laughs> all right, all that's right. all I've got. That's, that's all I've got. What a show. Yeah, it's been long. It's been fun. Uh, we appreciate Paul Shelton again and, and the hospitality shown to us at, at South Doyle. Um, I'll be, uh, I'll be on campus tomorrow. I'm looking forward to, uh, watching the wing tea, not by South Doyle. Yeah. God. <laughs> Speaking of destroying kids, I mean, running the wing tea. Yeah. God. Not fun. Also Hardin Valley. You're a South, you're a West Knoxville school. You have like 8 billion kids. Yeah. In your, why are you running the wing tea? They're not gritty enough for the wing tea. Even no. if. 
Yeah, even if they needed to, they're just not gritty enough. No. No no grit that side of town. Yeah, there's no more farm <laughs> farmland left over there. No. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good Friday, good weekend. We'll be back on Sunday talking probably more fall camp. Um, also, LSU, LSU, baby. Yeah. Going to Baton Rouge. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.